Vladimir Putin, the arch enemy of these United States. He's an assassin and a murderer. He kills journalists. And now he's comparing the U.S. and what they're doing to Trump supporters to what the U.S. is claiming about him, saying basically what he's doing to Alexei Navalny, the opposition leader, is the same thing the U.S. is doing to Trump supporters. And he even asked the press, did you assassinate Ashley Babbitt? And wow, Putin, he's uh, he's uh, he's roasting the United States and uh, Joe Biden ain't got nothing. Joe Biden at the G7 ain't got nothing. There's like a video of him wandering around, confused, looking around. And then Jill runs up and grabs him and everyone busts out laughing at our president. It's absolutely insane. In one speech, he accidentally says Libya instead of Syria. Could you imagine if the president was having a meeting with like, say, Saudi Arabia and they were like, we need, you know, we, we've got this conflict in Syria, so we need weapons. And, Bi- and then Biden's like, we'll, we'll give you weapons for Libya. And they're like, sure, I guess. And he accidentally ends up refocusing foreign policy on Libya because he just said the wrong word. Man. And so there's another story where apparently he was asked about if Putin is a killer and he just goes and freezes up for like 20 something seconds. And uh, shameful day, America. This is the guy that we elected because the other guy was nasty or naughty or orange, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of that tweet. I think it was Alyssa Milano where she's like, he's literally orange. It's part of his strategy. And I'm like, she was actually complaining the man was orange. That's it. Great. Well, this is what we get at the G7. So we're going to be talking about this. We've also got this reporter broke the news on the Clinton Loretta Lynch scandal, who apparently uh, took his own life, according to certain reports. So we'll definitely get into that. Plus some other news about uh, a journalist appearing on TV announcing live that she has been recording footage for Project Veritas. And then like the show just carries on like normal. So it'll be fun. Joining us today is Clint Russell from Liberty Lockdown Podcast. You want to just briefly introduce yourself? Yes, I am Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Um, I am a former private money mortgage broker, entrepreneur, turned Liberty ranter. And uh, I started during the lockdown, hence the name of the show, Liberty Lockdown. And I uh, kind of in the Dave Smith camp. I'm kind of one of his protégés. Good dude. Oh, he's amazing. He's future president. Huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'll vote for him. Yes. I saw I saw his thing on Gutfeld. I think it was on Gutfeld. And I was like, all right, I'll vote for this guy. <laughs> he's all right. He's good. We've had him here, uh, you know, before. So, but uh, we, we'll also talk about like BlackRock buying up houses, and you know a lot about that too. I do. Yes, the, right because of my my experience in the private money lending world, I understand the real estate market really well. I've all, I'm also currently building six houses, so I can uh, oh. I can help advise as to maybe why you got declined for that loan and mm-hmm. what it all means. That's a lot of houses. All right, and ladies and gentlemen, you already know, but uh, this guy is living in my parking lot again. <laughs> Tim, I got to correct you. Biden didn't just confuse Syria with Libya once. He confused it three <laughs> times yeah. in 90 seconds. <laughs> Welcome back, beautiful, amazing human beings. I heard your cries of no Luke. We puke, and I am here for you. Seriously, anything I did. I was shooting machine guns, posted it in Florida on my Instagram. Down below, hashtag no Luke. We puke. And hey, what do you? No, anything I did, no matter what it was, <laughs> it was like, why aren't you here at the Beanie Triggers. Compound? I am here. I barely made it. <laughs> it was a crazy ride, but it was an incredible journey all throughout the United States, Mexico, Bitcoin Conference, Key West. Uh, I, I got so many stories. I met so many amazing, wonderful human beings that were fans of this show, were fans of We Are Change, were fans of independent media, were critical thinking individuals. And I have so many experiences I have to share, but uh, enough about me. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited you're back, man. You said you were at the Bitcoin conference in Florida. It was uh, wild. Like 10,000 some people. 12,000 people all in a huge arena. 
it was just spectacular. Ron Paul opened up the conference. Wow. There was messages from Ross Ulbricht every single day. Ross Ulbricht got put in solitary confinement because of his messages <laughs> to the Bitcoin conference. Uh, yeah, so uh, freeross.org, there's a lot of information about that. It, it, it was just overwhelming seeing so many freedom-oriented people it, at this Bitcoin space. The Bitcoin space usually is dominated with a whole bunch of, like, usually money people. But this time around, it was all about freedom, personal responsibility, and liberty. And it was incredible to see. Sorry, I'm going no, off tangent. I got so much to say. I got so many stories. Look at this so shirt many, he's wearing. So many things. Make America Florida. So many things we talked about on this show when we were on here. Fauci, Bill Gates, the economy, lockdowns, medications, jabs, everything we talked about. All of it has been coming true when the me- mainstream no. media was telling us, no, 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 the opposite's true. We were lying. This was not true. This is all conspiracy theories. Everything we were discussing on this show has come true. Uh, so uh, we, we have to acknowledge all of that, uh, especially Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, finally getting the reckoning and, and, and people understanding the true corruptness that truly lies within this larger power establishment. Okay, I got more to rant. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Amen, we, we also got another important <laughs> member here as well. Yeah, well, there's Ian. We're, we're going to give him his due. I'm also in the corner pressing buttons for these wild guys. Wish me luck tonight. It's going to be a heck of a ride. There's Tim. Before we get started, my friends, you must go to TimCast.com and become a member. Why? Well, around 11 or so, we put up the bonus segment, sometimes a full-on episode. And I think we're going to have a full episode because we're going to get really offensive. And these are, the, these are the shows that YouTube doesn't allow us to have on YouTube. We, we have on the website. And I think I can also now announce that the newsroom officially launches, I think, tomorrow. It might not because of formatting issues, but uh, I'm going to – the person that we're bringing on to start running the newsroom, you guys are huge fans of. And, uh, like, seriously, people are huge fans of. And uh, so I'm not going to say anything just yet until she comes and starts uh, producing. And, we, and we're, we're, we're for sure that it officially launched. And then I think the, the, the new overhaul is going to be happening for the website in the next, like, two and a half or three weeks. Yeah, these things get pushed back a little bit because we got to do some, some testing to make sure that when we launch, it doesn't disrupt anybody's viewing experience and like, videos get locked or whatever. But we're going to start having articles, I believe, starting tomorrow and lots of them. Uh, assuming the current version can handle it. I think it can. And then you're going to see the byline of the person writing. And then we're already hiring a couple more people and putting this list together. I think we're going to have like five people within the next like week or two, maybe three weeks. It's going to be legit. And it's because you guys as members have helped support the show that we have the ability to do this. And we're going to start fact checking the fact checkers. And we're going to start writing these articles. And we're going to start pumping out the news. And it's going to be great. Um, so also just, just sign up to become a member because we got that extra segment coming up. Let's jump into this news, man. Vladimir Putin from Independent. Putin tells Biden, don't be mad at the mirror if you are ugly. Compare, <laughs> compares capital riders to his own descent. This is amazing. Vladimir Putin sought to compare crackdowns on his political enemies and the arrest of anti-government protesters in his country to the events of January 6th in an interview published by NBC News. Speaking with journalists in Moscow, Mr. Putin claimed that the U.S. and other countries had no evidence for allegations of election interference, ransomware attacks, and other malicious activities for which the West has blamed Russia or Russian-based actors in recent years. He also pointed to the arrests of hundreds of suspected participants in U.S. Capitol, in the U.S. Capitol right on January 6th as evidence that the Biden administration or U.S. was targeting Americans based on their political opinions. You guys ready for this one? Quote, did you order the assassination of the woman who walked into the Congress and who was shot and killed by a policeman? Mr. Putin said, referring to Ashley Babbitt, a California woman who died during the riot after being shot by a member of the U.S. Capitol Police who was cleared of wrongdoing in her death. 
Do you know that 450 individuals were arrested after entering the Congress and they didn't go there to steal a laptop? They came with political demands, said Mr. Putin. The U.S., he reasoned, was guilty of the same intolerance for political dissent as his government has been accused of harboring. Putin's government in recent months has cracked down on an organization run by Alexei Navalny, a top critic of the Russian president, and requested that a court order uh, that a court order to be classified a court order it to be classified as an extremist organization, his organization, uh, Navalny's. Mr. Navalny remains in prison after surviving an assassination attempt via Novichik, a Soviet-era nerve agent. The U.S., U.K., and numerous other Western nations have blamed Russia for the attack, which Mr. Putin had has denied. We don't have this kind of habit of assassinating anybody, Mr. Putin said in the interview with NBC. And this is this is what you really got you got to understand. The other day. We have uh, uh, our, our friend Andreas. You, see, you may see him in the Cast Castle vlogs. He was playing video footage just in the basement of a normal day walking through Moscow. And it's really interesting when you see this. It's just a video of someone wearing a GoPro and they're walking down the street in Moscow and you can see the shops and the cell phone stores. And boy, does it look the exact same as it does like walking in a street in New York, or whatever. I mean, I, I get I get it. The architecture is a little bit different. But then you realize, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. When you're in Russia, the news you hear, they don't say Putin is the demon devil. They, they're, you're, you're, they're going to be hearing very, very similar things to what we hear about, you know, in the United States. They're going to be hearing things about the U.S. very similar to what we hear about Russia. So it's interesting. We are seeing a lot of people who look, there's a lot of people on January 6th. We always say it did stupid things and they're going to get arrested and charged for it. But what about the insurrection over the past year that's still going on to this day that's not been dealt with and the Democrats who support it? Putin saying what uh, uh, what a lot of people I think in America don't want to hear. And what a lot of people haven't acknowledged yet, which is pretty big, is that what's happening to some of the people that attended the January 6th event is absolutely atrocious. There's huge violations of human human rights. There's people being put in solitary confinement. There's allegations of torture. There's people who can't get lawyers. There's lawyers who are afraid to represent people. And then Putin, on the national stage, to the U.S. mainstream media, brought this up. And, and I think he makes a very fair equivalent. I mean, the United States points fingers at countries that violate human rights well let, let's really look at, at all human rights objectively and let's let's look at it from a way where we could actually impact it and make a difference Putin also went on and called Biden a career politician those are also very big statements from uh, from Vladimir Putin from the same person who also described the American political system as being previously ruled by men in black suits this is a Putin characterization of the American political system and I think there's some merit to that especially when you look into BlackRock the Federal Reserve and all these other multinational billionaire corporations that really truly have an invested interest in getting their policies approved. Meanwhile, popular policies never do get passed. So this is going to be interesting because Putin and Biden will be meeting face to face in two days. And <laughs> what's going to happen? I mean, this is going to be huge. Vladimir Putin previously went up to Joe Biden on the, on the world stage and said, you know what? You just called me a killer. Let's have a one-on-one -on -one international debate. No rules, no prescripted questions. Me and you just talking to the entire world. What did Biden respond? True to not shabbat of pressure. Come on. <laughs> I think those Come are on, fairly man. accurate. But he didn't. He didn't respond. Just right. like he didn't respond to today's question when he was asked about calling Putin a killer, he kind of walked it back a little bit and then was kind of stuck for, for 25 minutes. Again, minutes? Seconds. 25 seconds. Yeah. Apologies. Like he's sitting there for a long time. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it almost felt Still like 25 minutes, personally, <laughs> with, with just how long the gap was. But, but there... 
this is going to be very interesting to see how this is going to be unfolding in the next two days because tensions between these, these two countries, the United States and Russia, couldn't be any higher, and the stakes couldn't be any higher as well. To be fair, like, hasn't Vladimir Putin bounced back and forth between, like, president and prime minister or whatever, mm-hmm. doing that trick to remain in yeah. power? Yes. He has. Yeah, yeah. so, you know. There's room for criticism. Just like he said, sure. hey, you got Alexei well, Navalny. We, we got Ashley Babbitt. Uh, and, and, and there's some, you know, let's be honest here. There, there's something to intellectually, uh, you know, entertain here. Yeah, I think the issue is that in my lifetime, the, uh, an American president hasn't had the moral high ground to talk shit to Putin. I mean, that, that's, my, that's my perspective, is that ultimately, is he a bad guy? Sure. Has anyone ruled our country that has been a good guy in my lifetime? <laughs> no. Quite the opposite. No. So uh, it's weird because I feel I still, ha- I still hold on to these tinges of patriotism where I'm like, no, 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 I have to, I have to stand with my nation. But the truth is, when I hear Putin talk about our politicians in particular— I find a lot to agree with. We should criticize all of them. If someone violates human rights, exactly. they should be criticized. No exactly. matter who they are, what they are, human rights should always matter above politics. And sadly, we don't have that in our mainstream system that is just focused on uh, doing the bidding of the military-industrial complex. Because when a country that has an alliance with the United States, that has geopolitical strategy to be gained by the State Department, we don't see any criticisms of human rights violations then. That doesn't happen. But when there's a goal, and there's an aim, there's some oil, there's some natural resources, there's there's some petrodollar politics that could be played here, oh, we're going to be talking about it nonstop. I, th- I think also, to be fair, back the other way, I, I can point out, you know, Putin has retained power for a long time. But what's the difference between the devil you know and the devil you don't? When we have a political system, which it is the exact same people pushing all the buttons, they just put a different front person in. It's like, oh, here's the current iteration of the neoconservative or neoliberal establishment. Mm-hmm. It's the same party. They all agree on the same thing. In fact, the only difference we've seen in the past, in my lifetime, was Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And then the neoconservatives joined the neolibs and formed the, the like this outright uniparty, which we just jokingly referred to as the uniparty before. Ultimately just said, okay, we, we're all on the same side. We don't like Trump and we're going to do everything in our power to stop him. I, I don't, I don't see a big difference to be completely honest. I don't. I don't see a huge difference either. And, uh, Hans Hermann Hoppe actually argued that, that monarchy was superior to democracy for exactly what you just described. That you have, first off, you have consistency, but also you have a guy who is committed to the long-term success of his nation because he realizes he's going to be there for a while. And with Putin, you know, he's like, I'm going to be there for 20 years. I'm going to yeah. take this serious. Just, so, just and, and I'm, yeah. for the record, yeah. not advocating for mm. monarchy. I'm just no. saying that there, <laughs> there has been an argument made. Yeah, but but what you said in the beginning of this broadcast with people walking in Moscow, looking exactly at the people who walk in New York City, uh, you know, the people are the losers here. The real winners are the military industrial complex. Whenever we see these two heads of states clash, and we saw a very serious clash point just a few weeks ago, there was massive troops uh, building up. On the Ukraine-Russian border, uh, there was massive U.S.-NATO forces being sent in. There was war games. Tensions were really high. Who won? Who benefits off of that larger geopolitical conundrum that is Ukraine right now? That is a proxy war that is happening right now that people are dying in right now as we're speaking. Who's winning? Not the, the people. The, the, the shareholders the people the missiles. Lockheed Martin, Martin yeah. and yeah. Lockheed Martin and exactly. uh, Boeing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you get it. Yeah, because you know, yeah, the, the, the people, like, if, if our government screws up and then our country suffers from conflict and debt, those 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 shareholders those those uh you know executives they can cash out that currency to any other currency they want and, and jump ship yeah that's what they're doing it's a, it's it's they're 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 profiting off our backs they're extracting value from our system and they're playing with countries that are proxies whether it's Yemen whether it's Syria whether it's Ukraine and they're playing with real life and 
a lot of people die from this. Ukraine. Joe Biden just also announced that Ukraine, quote, quote, must clean up their corruption before joining NATO. That's another back step to, again, a very hard line policy. He just said that? He just said that. It's the same thing they've been saying going back five, six years. And when you look at Donald Trump, Donald Trump was the first president to give lethal aid to Ukraine, which absolutely uh, angered Russia and also escalated the situation. Now we're seeing a bigger escalation on top of all of that with Joe Biden calling him a killer. He's now trying to walk back those statements. Biden's also blaming him for the hacking ransom attacks that have been happening here. And another big aspect of this story that people are forgetting, the, the ransom hacking attacks are linked many times to NSA spying toolkits that were paid for by American tax dollars and were let loose on the Internet. The tools used for these ransom attacks were created by the NSA. And now the mainstream media, along with Joe Biden, are saying it's Russia, when even intelligence agencies in the United States are saying, no, 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 it's not Russia. There's no way to find out because it's online. This is one of the craziest things. The Daily Mail kept saying all these hacks were Russian-linked, Russian-linked. And I'm looking at these articles and I'm like, there's no evidence for that. And then Joe Biden himself comes out and says, it's not Russian-linked. And then he said it is Russian. He said he it kept, might, it, no, no, yeah. it might be people in Russia, exactly, but not the Russian government, not the country itself, just individuals. Yes, and, and and now he's been asked about this, and Putin responded, and he's saying, "Where's the evidence? I want to see the evidence. Are you going to hold me responsible for Black Lives Matter as well?" Those are literally Putin's statements today they, they, on they, this matter. They, they, yeah. The Democrats have been accusing Russia of propping up these these Facebook pages and putting money into Black Lives Matter as well as right wing groups for years now. So yes, they are blaming him. But I'll tell you something, guys. I have a, I have a sad truth to to inform you of. Uh, I think Joe Biden is a, is a Russian agent. Mm-hmm. That's right. At the very least, an asset of the Russian government or a useful idiot for the Russians. Sound familiar? So we got the story from Becker News. Stunned silence overseas after Joe Biden's bizarre reaction to killer Putin question. Joe Biden is proving to be the laughing stock of the NATO summit. Although the embarrassing development is no laughing matter. CNN's chief national affairs correspondent, Jeff Zeleny, asked Biden a question about Vladimir Putin in Brussels. Uh, Biden's response was odd, to say the least. Quote, in a weekend interview, Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he's a killer? Quote, and I will continue to tr- continue the trend of asking a second question. He continued, do you believe that if he does agree to cooperate, then what kind of challenge do you find yourself in? How would you ever trust him? If Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify, what do you say to Vladimir Putin? Zelensky asked. This was Biden's rambling response. Answer the first question. I'm laughing, too, he said in an awkward silence. They actually, I, well, look, he has made clear that uh, uh, the answer is, I believe that he has in the past essentially acknowledged that he was, uh, there's certain things that he would or did do. But look, when I was asked a question on the air, I answered honestly, but it's not much of a, I don't think it matters a lot in terms. Okay, you get the point. So, so I'm not, I'm not being serious when I say he's a Russian agent. You know, I'm just making fun of the Democrats. But what about, uh, what, what about Joe Biden shuts down Keystone Pipeline and then he approves the, the, the Ukraine pipeline? He's, he's giving Russia pipeline access while shutting down American pipelines at, especially at a time Whit- Whitmer, uh, in Michigan wanted to shut down another oil pipeline. The colonial pipeline gets shut down. Who do these people work for? It's almost like, it's, it's amazing because I don't know if you, you guys have probably heard that the Democrats project. That's what they do. They'll do something and then accuse Republicans of doing it. It's all they do is project. Were they literally projecting the Russian asset thing? Were they literally agents of Russia saying like, well, don't look at us. It's Trump. He works for Russia. Meanwhile, they're the ones working for Russia. I think it's highly probable. I mean, I mean, not literally. No, I'm but kidding. I mean, it's 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 genuinely possible. I like 
I, I think that there's if it's not Russia, it's China. I don't think that our politicians are owned by us anymore. That's my personal opinion. I know it's it's wonky conspiracy theory stuff, but um, I don't see much behavior on their on their part that demonstrates affinity or allegiance to this nation. That's just my personal opinion. Well, I, I agree, but I don't think it's like they're owned by somebody else necessarily. Some probably are. I mean, Swalwell was was hooking up with exactly. uh, with Fang Fang or whatever. Yeah. Bang Bang. It's Fang Fang. Okay. Get your pronunciations right, you bigot. Okay. Anyway, the point is, uh, now I forgot what I was going to say because, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Politics being owned. Fang Fang. I started thinking about, like, what was he doing with that lady? Yeah, I wonder don't if he was know. really. I still want to know. Really I just want to see the video. I don't really. Well, and uh, Diane Feinstein, right? She had that, that driver who was a spy or whatever. The yeah. point is, it's not that they're necessarily owned by other people, it's, it's that they're, they have no allegiance to us. Their sure. allegiance is to extract value from the system. Walk away, pad their bank accounts. Yep. These are so here's what you need to understand about Congress. These are mediocre people at best, and that's being generous. Who found a way to get rich and stamp their name in the history books? They've done nothing of real merit other than convince people to vote for them or to put money behind their name so other people see them on TV. Then they become famous by virtue of winning an election. Many of them disappear. Some of them never become prominent enough, but their name is in the history book. They get they get they get that that salary for a little bit. Some of them get rich off of it. Look at AOC. She's got an infinity pool. She got a Tesla. Man, she's she's doing really well from a bartender, ain't it? Her abuela's not doing so hot, but you know. No, I think her abuela's doing really well. Apparently, she said something like they did get the money from Trump. Oh, they did something like that. I don't know. I don't. I I, I saw an article that said that apparently Puerto Rico, her family did get the aid. Okay. Well, and the so aunt she, came out and right. spoke out against AOC, which was a, a, a huge admission and and really should be talked about more because AOC was trying to, of course, exploit her her poor grandmother and and it backfired so tremendously to the fact where she had to deny donations to her poor grandmother i mean if if you're at a political point in your life where you have to say no 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 don't give my poor downtrodden grandmother money yeah don't give my abuelita some money i mean that's that's when you know you're messing up but but we we actually do have the story though Uh, aoc's aunt says blame puerto rico not trump for abuela misery puerto rico received hurricane relief funding but it hasn't reached all the people who need help an aunt of New York Congresswoman claims, according to a report. So she's she's exploiting her family. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not here to rehash like some stupid AOC thing, but but it is a really good example of she is the she is the epitome of I'm the working class. I was a bartender, and the conservatives hate me for being a bartender because they're elitists. And I'm here fighting for you and uh, parking my Tesla illegally when I go <laughs> shop for some organic mm-hmm. produce in my luxury apartment in D.C. with an infinity pool. And look at my poor abuelita; she needs your help. And that turns out. It's actually not Trump's fault at all because the aid did get there. That is exploiting and extracting value from the system. But hey, hey, I'm not here to single out AOC. I can point the finger at each and every one of these Republicans who do literally nothing but sit on their hands. (laughs) And there was a lot of corruption in Puerto Rico, especially after a lot of money was sent from mainline United States to help with the hurricane relief there. And a lot of a lot of the Puerto Rican government officials some of them kept that money for themselves. A lot of them even locked up huge, important resources in warehouses for themselves. So there was a huge corruption that was ultimately pointed directly at Donald Trump. And the mainstream media said, look, Donald Trump's responsible for Puerto Rico. Meanwhile, you know, a lot of Puerto Rican politicians got caught with stealing a lot of the aid. And Did they the mayor, were- like, steal something? I, I forgot the exact stories, but I remember seeing warehouses of, of water bottles that were absolutely huge, and then it never made it to, to people who never had running water. Um, and, and that wasn't Donald Trump who did that. 
And remember when Trump was was throwing like paper yeah. towels to people, like yeah. it was yeah. a sporting yes. event. Yes, and they're like, "What yeah. a scumbag!" Yeah. And, and I'm just, like, "He's so cavalier." Yeah, I, I literally just didn't understand why that. Who cared? Yeah, I, I, and I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even a, a Donald Trump fan. I never was a fan of his. I always criticized him. But but still, when the mainstream media is so ridiculously just trying to blame everything on him, whether it's Puerto Rico, whether it's the hurricane, whether it's the Ebola, uh, uh, abuela, or whatever grandmother, or or you know whatever the mainstream media is against. I have to look into and investigate because you usually see something that is not what the mainstream media says it is. And they were foaming at the mouth, going crazy for Russia for a very long time. And they were wrong when it came to the Russian collusion story that started it all when Donald Trump came in and Russia was, was used as the boogeyman, as the main chief enemy of the United States. And all the information that came out eventually proved that it was all wrong. Yep. It was all based so on why, why do why do believe any believe anything they say about anything? I don't. Yeah. I because the weatherman's yeah. right sometimes, so it gives credibility to the to the stupid news but, shows. So, but no, I mean, like we we still I, I got Fox News and Yahoo and the Independent pulled up, and we take we take these articles at their word, even though we know a good portion of the time it's bunk. Now, to be fair, I actually go through these articles for the most part and try and like you know I pulled up Becker News for instance, and this is this is a. a, a it's not NewsGuard certified or anything, but there's literally a tweet video of, of Joe Biden doing this. So that's something I can actually verify to a certain degree. Maybe the video is edited. I have no idea. But most of these, these news outlets, you know, they come out, they talk about China. And one of the big fears I have, especially we were talking to, we're talking to Cassandra Fairbanks about war. What if they're just lying again? They, they lied about, uh, about Iraq and the Middle East and WMDs. So what if they're just lying again? I think, I think it's a healthy development, honestly, that so many people have woken up to this reality that there is nothing trustworthy out there. I mean, you tune into Tim Pool to find out the truth more often than you do CNN, and that's the truth. I mean, most most people will rely on our smaller outlets to try and get some semblance yeah. of object, uh, objectivity. To, to be fair, though, CNN gets hundreds of millions of views. They're propped up by YouTube. Yep. YouTube will put them on the front page, and we get downranked, deranked. We get hidden. We get shadow banned. People say, oh, I don't get notifications for your show anymore. Yeah, that's right. So you know what, man? You guys, if you're listening, you go to TimCast.com, become a member. You share this show right now. You take the URL right now. You put it on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever. Because there's, there's no way for us to beat a rigged game unless everybody stands up and, and does something. Look, I'm not saying we're, we're, this is the best show in the world and I'm always right. But if you at least think we deserve more ratings than CNN, share the show. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll pop on YouTube and I'll see a video frequently, too. And it'll say, like, the Fauci interview. Like, it's the big one. It'll be some random YouTuber I've never heard of. Five hundred thousand views. Wow! Like it is just yeah. shoved to the to the front. That's what they want you to if see. If you if you are one of these, th- these are the grifters of YouTube. Not all of them. Some of them are just like you know dopey pop culture YouTubers. But when they get their news from from fake media, lying press, all that stuff, just just fake news, they believe it. And then YouTube says, "Hey, we'll put you on the front page if you interview Fauci." And they go, "Cool." And they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. It's really remarkable to me how angry so many people are on Twitter. When they clearly have no idea what they're talking about. And of course, there's the left grifters who will play semantic games. Then there are these run of the mill, like regular lefties who just never read a news article. Mm-hmm. One day they stumble across a piece of news where it's like something weird happens. They're like, that's strange. What's happening? And then they believe all of the lies. They believe all the lies. 
Then when, when people try and introduce me to a show like this, they'll say, ah, I don't know, man. That sounds like fake news. The media told me. Brian Stelter, he was like, don't watch that YouTube. <laughs> he said not to, so I'm not going to. Don't read the WikiLeaks. It's illegal. As CNN <laughs> was telling us before a few years ago when the Le- WikiLeaks uh, Hillary Clinton emails were coming out, actually showing us a totally different perspective of the reality of who Hillary Clinton really was to who she was presented as in the mainstream media. You look at how Bill Gates is presented, Dr. Fauci is presented. It's like they're Lord and Saviors. It's like they're the scientists when Bill Gates is not a medical doctor or a scientist, which which needs to be reiterated. Uh, and, and, you know, tr- truly, one of the most important things that I believe we should do, and I've been trying to do on my own independent you know YouTube channel, is to try to make people critically think, is to try to make people understand that you shouldn't believe anyone unless you do your own research, unless you do your own homework, and you get to see different perspectives and then make up your own mind on them. You're right. But a lot of people just want to be in the tribe. Exactly. They just they, look, man. Look, when when YouTube says, "Hey, we're going to put you on the," you, you want a million subscribers? You want to be a big famous YouTuber with the gold medal? Hey, we'll do that for you. Just agree with Dr. Fauci, no matter what he says, and interview him. Then the emails come out. Now, what we get after the emails come out, which show, yeah, he was lying for sure, questioning whether or not his own uh, the NIH funding was contributing to this. That that was actually it was actually suspected that may have been the case. And then public was like, no, it's not true. It's a lie. It's not it's not real. No, it's it's the lab leak isn't true. And his own scientists that he was consulting with believed it was possible. I'm not saying it was like Fauci behind the scenes laughing and mocking people talking about how smart he was and how he was manipulating everybody. But behind the scenes, he very much was holding his private positions and then publicly giving different positions. And if if. If not for Rand Paul, we probably don't even know about this. I mean, the, we would have known about the emails, but we wouldn't have had him on the record just prior to that release where he denies it all. Uh, I thought it was profound. And, and you know, this is these, these are the types of things that all of us were privy to because we do our own research. But but as you were saying, people need to be more critical. And, and I wish they were. But the truth is you can only lead people to water. Most don't want to drink. And, you know, I, I just think you have to you have to find your own tribe. I, I just got a one, one quick caveat. I was just very, very critical of Congress. Rand Paul gets a pass. Thank you. He's not perfect, but I always he's, he's pretty good. He's better than most. Yeah. Him and Massey. So you guys are telling me that CNN and BuzzFeed, when they said that the Fauci emails only showed how hard you work, wasn't true? <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So they leak all these emails or they, they get they FOIA them, Freedom of Information. And then BuzzFeed's like leaked emails show how how Fauci was fighting hard to keep America stable. <laughs> he, he's it's just like, like oh. us. Oh, geez. Maybe. Frank, Frank, honesty. Is that what it said? Yeah. A, a refreshing source of Frank. <laughs> that, that one journalist. And then Fa- wait, wait. Fauci comes out later. He's like, if they're criticizing me they're criticizing science <laughs> i am science he didn't really say i am science i am undebunkable ah, then he flipped the table over. Yeah, he didn't really do that they're gonna call me fake news they're gonna be like false did fauci <laughs> tim pool lied on the show snopes he did say the first part though if you criticize me you're criticizing yes. science true, yeah. so so hold on this one's great this one's great you guys are gonna love this what do you think uh, uh rachel maddow had to say about vladimir putin's comments on january 6 ashley babbitt so <laughs> let me just do a quick context here for those that missed the first part of this uh, of the show, Vladimir Putin came out and said, "You guys basically you criticize me over Alexei Navalny and the opposition protests, but look what you're doing to Trump supporters and the January 6th riot. Like, look what you're doing to people." And then he actually asked, "Did you order the assassination of Ashley Bab- of, of the woman who was shot by that police officer?" He comes out really critical. Now, what do you think Rachel Maddow of MSNBC said that that Putin was doing? She combusted. 
She exploded. Yes. She burst. In a, no way, dude. <laughs> Did she, she cry she reached, again? She reached her purest form. This is exactly what she lives for. Vladimir Putin coming out and defending Trump supporters. Her eyes started glowing <laughs> and she started emitting a powerful aura. She levitated from her chair. MSNBC. Putin's Russia adopts Republican talking points on January 6th riot. Oh, on wow. January 6th, far-right Republicans have a political ally once again in Vladimir Putin, who's only too pleased to amplify their talking points. Russia's back! Yes. I was worried for a minute. I was sad. I missed, I missed talking about, you know, all the Russian nonsense. Uh, thank you, Rachel Maddow. You know, I, I bet she cried when Putin came out and said this, said this, because when the Mueller report came out, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Saying that, you know, Donald Trump did not collude. There was no evidence. She was nearly crying. Mm-hmm. And there's that really funny video where the woman's filming. And she's like shaking with laughter. Like, she's crying. She's crying. <laughs> and Rachel Maddow's like, there's nothing here. <laughs> she's like, she didn't really start crying. But, you know, she was like holding back. You would think these people would have some kind of, like, wake up to reality. You would think these people, after (laughs) crying on national television, after lying to the American people for four years, telling us Russian collusion, Trump is Russia, Russia's involved in our politics, Russia, you know, changed the elections. You, You would think after that realization, after that huge pie in her face, still proverbially there, in my opinion, just an absolute disgrace for four years, you would think they would just stop it. But they double down. It's intentional. That's why. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I I think some kid with a VPN might have flipped it on and and worked out of a Russian IP. I mean, there's no way there's no that that conversation has never even entered. I've never even heard Rachel Maddow or anybody like talk like postulate. Is it possible that some corporation is working with a Russian IP? It could be anybody. I've never heard them mention a VPN as a possible answer to why we think it's from Russia. Hmm. And and we also have the, the World Economic Forum talked about. We, we want to get a, away from capitalism. We want to get away from meat. We want to, uh, what was the other one? You own nothing. Oh, get away from oil. And then we had a lockdown that shut down the economy for a year. And then we had, what else? We had the pipeline that got hacked. Yep. The, meat, the meat hack. And then yep. the meat hack. Those are all, those are well, all beneficial for the uh, WEF. Yeah. It's just and, interesting. And very interestingly, the World Economic Forum is doing Cyber Polygon. Their digital online war games they're going to be doing it in a few days from now. They did it last year. They're going to do it again this year. And they're literally practicing and drilling big, severe war games that damage the infrastructure of countries. So they've been they've been they've been like exactly. uh, drilling this last year. They're doing it again this year with a whole bunch of corporations, a whole bunch of governments involved in this larger uh, cyber polygon uh, World Economic Forum project that they're pushing to the to the lexicon again. World Economic Forum, huge entity. We uh, we got it right yeah. here. I just want to issue one clarification too. The Rachel Maddow comments were about 
Last week, Putin said something very similar, that the people who stormed the Capitol were there with political demands. Basically the same thing he said recently, but not the Ashley Babbitt part. But yes, we also have the WorldEconomicForum.org, NewsGuard certified, so you know it's legit, Cyber Polygon. And they say it is a unique cybersecurity event that combines the world's largest technical training exercise for corporate teams and an online conference featuring senior officials from international organizations and leading corporations. They're saying it's an online conference. Obviously, it's a cybersecurity event, so there's going to be an aspect of, you know, obviously cybersecurity. Wasn't there something that uh, 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 was it Klaus Schwab said about a, a digital kind of pandemic where we're getting these cyber attacks and the damage that it yep. can wreak? He said that too. Yeah, he warned. He warned about it. I, I don't. I don't remember the details, but he was bringing it up in the same, uh, you know, lane as the pandemic. So. Yeah. A lot of people are bringing up event 201. I'm not saying, you know, correlation is causation. And, and even with this hacking stuff, it, it could be Russia. It could be China. It could be Israel. Israel also hacked uh, American systems and spied on American politicians and right. spied on American infrastructure, stole American secrets, sold it to China. Not a lot of people know this. The online digital Blew space. Up our ship. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the <laughs> online digital cyberspace is, is a crazy world where even allies hack other allies. Now, with these NSA spying tools available for everyone that were paid for by your tax dollars, these ransom attacks, there's a lot more of them that we don't even know about didn't, because didn't, there's a lot, the, there's no news reports about them. And then I think they're happening a lot more than we even know, because just like, you know, there's, you know, uh, sporting events where they make sure that they don't uh, film people who run on on the stage. You know, I think this is also a similar thing that's unfolding right now. And it it should be questioned, especially with the latest FBI retrieval of these bitcoins, because that story also doesn't add up because these sophisticated hackers somehow put their bitcoin that they got on a wallet that they didn't have the private keys on that the fbi was just able to get a subpoena from the server you still millions and you put it on a hot wallet and you you put a hot wallet where you don't know the private that was weird that's weird that's super weird and the story doesn't add up the story does not add up about these cyber attacks and online there could be false flags it could be other countries it could be iran it could be kenya could be you know who who knows it could be private interest could be corporate interest i'm gonna say something not to overly speculate, but I just want to point out there was a colonial pipeline hack shut down the largest pipeline in the country. We had the JBS meat hack shut down, I think, a fifth of the beef production in this country. We had a chemical plant just burst into flames, blow up in Illinois. Don't know that it's related to anything, but we had another oil refinery in Iran blows up. I remember when Donald Trump was flying some planes to Iran. He was going to wipe. He was going to do an airstrike, I think, on the coast, take out some of their surface to air stuff or whatever. And then all of a sudden they retreated. And then Trump said he asked, you know, he asked his advisors how many people would die over this. And they said it was going to be like 100. He said it's not worth taking that many lives over what's happening. The interesting thing is, you know what happened in between that airstrike from when the planes launched, when they turn around? I think I could be wrong. So fact check me on this one because it's been a while. There was a a plant in Philadelphia, some kind of like refinery that that went up in flames. Now, I asked my cybersecurity friends if they thought that maybe Iran issued a a, a, like it's called an industrial control system attack. And I see I think it's called ICS uh, attacked us. And then Trump panicked. They said, no, 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 no. It's probably not the case. Probably not the case. So, okay, okay, All right. I'll err on that on that side. But I will point out if there was major cyber attacks happening. Do you think they're going to come out and just be like, oh, by the way, you know, Iran just blew up one of our facilities? Of course they wouldn't. Why? They don't. They want war when they want war, not when they don't want war. So they don't, we, the, the United States government doesn't want to be forced into a war. If they came out and said, we've actually were attacked in this regard, the American people would be livid. 
they'll control the flow of information. And the moment they actually do want to launch an assault, it'll be all over every single TV. And didn't yeah. we start this with Stuxnet with the uh, nuclear refinement in Iran? I don't Iran? think started it. Well, I don't know. Who, I don't been, know who started. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's, an, it's an ongoing. It's been happening for a very long time, yeah. and the online cyberspace is is congested with wars upon wars, allies spying on allies, allies attacking allies. It's such a complicated space. So just to blame everything on Russia is also kind of a little bit worrying, especially with the latest troop movements that happened uh, just a few weeks ago. So so f- seeing the mainstream media fully point the picture at Russia during these events. Is, is a little bit worrying, to be honest with you, because as you said, if they want to prop up a war, they could easily prop up a war. And right now they're saying Russia, Russia, Russia. It, it, and that, that brings me back to the main point. Rachel Maddow coming out with a smile on her face and a sparkle in her eye. Oh, Vladimir Putin defending Trump. Thank you. That's what she needed. She needs to justify. She needs to prove to her audience that there wasn't four years wasted. And what the scariest thing to me, the people who believe it, the people who have been lied to over and over again for years still come crawling back for more, begging, please lie to me. I have relatives that are yeah. that way. It's, it's mind-blowing. I, I don't understand how after five years of getting promised these smoking guns and getting nothing, getting no source material whatsoever. And we were talking about with the, the hacks and things that are happening. Even if you get reporting on it, you don't get any sourced information. Like They will say, I mean, the source will be a high-ranking Pentagon official. That doesn't fuck. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's not good enough for me. Not in 2021. I'm going to need a little bit more than that. There's nothing more trustworthy than an anonymous source from the military industrial complex exactly. and intelligence agencies. Yes, I, I wouldn't believe it. Uh, but, but again, this is, this is big. I mean, we're, we're heading into a, a time that's, that's extremely perplexing, extremely worrying because on the online digital space, you could do anything. Mm-hmm. And the realm of possibility is far and wide. So, uh, and, and it's, and it's impossible to get any real concrete evidence. I wouldn't be surprised if mutually assured destruction existed in the cyber realm now, too. Like, we have, obviously, nukes ready to go if anybody... But, like, if you invade here, we're shutting down all your oil refineries. The Chinese could do it to the United States. The United States could do it to the Chinese. The Russians could do it to the Indians. The Indians could do it to the United States. So we're all, like, in this... I I don't... That weird Mexican standoff term, like, has nothing to do with Mexico anymore. It's like we're all (laughs) ready to move and not... No one wants to take the first step because their infrastructure is going to get torched. But... With cybersecurity, it's different. With uh, with nukes, if like so, Mexican standoff was unfamiliar. It's like there's three people, and they're each pointing guns at each other, and no one wants to shoot first because then they'll get shot. So whoever sh- shoots first loses. The first guy who gets shot goes down. Then the guy who shoots gets shot by the other guy, and the last guy standing. So nobody wants to move. When you got a bunch of countries with nukes, sure they could theoretically be like, okay, fire our nukes at all of the major capitals. Maybe they don't have enough. I think Russia might and the U.S. might. China probably doesn't have enough nukes, but they've got a, they've got a decent amount. India and Pakistan, I think, have nukes. So it's, it's still a Mexican standoff. The U.S. is like, if we fire our nukes at Russia, we'll get hit from some other countries. With cyber, with cyber attacks, we could have infected every industrial control system across the planet and with a press of a button, shut it all down. So it's not necessarily. However, I'd be willing to bet that their nukes of other countries, they've got manual operation. So in the event the U.S. says shut down all of the industrial controls for as many countries as possible, the nukes will start flying. And we don't have the ability to take them all out. There's a bunch of there's been a bunch of uh, efforts to be able to stop nuclear weapons like it's one one was called the Strategic Defense Initiative. I think the SDI system and that was trying to fire rockets and blow up ICBMs in midair, kind of like how the Iron Dome works in Israel. 
And then we, I think we have the Thad in South Korea, but it's not enough. One yeah. nuke gets through, and you, you take out a city. Especially oh. if it explodes in the air. I mean, if a nuke goes they off in the air. They do explode in the air. Man, that is rough on no, the no, environment. No. They do explode in the air. They don't land. Yeah, nukes don't blow up. They don't hit the ground and blow up. That would limit the blast radius. Right. Nukes go right above the target and then blow up, blanketing down. Jeez. Wow. Dude, the, the people who build these, these, these weapons, merchants of death who knew how to maximize. Like, there's when they do there's something, what, gravity bombs, that's when a plane drops a bomb. So the first bombs that were ever used, the only ones, were called gravity bombs. We flew a plane over. We dropped it. We also got ICBMs. They, 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 they did the math. They know exactly the maneuver you have to do. It's like a 90-degree like or like a 270-degree turn or something to maximize the escape so the shockwave of the nuclear bomb doesn't hit, hit the plane. They calculate the stuff to a T to maximize death. That's horrifying. That is scary stuff. I live, I live on the water in San Diego, and I, I saw a missile launch. And I thought it was Russia nuking us because I'm right by Pendleton, Camp Pendleton. And I went and I dove in my tub because I'm, <laughs> I'm such a little girl. But but I found out later that it was uh, SpaceX. Yeah. I was like, but Elon, could you give me a heads up? I almost my pants. Your mind went to Russia first? I swear to God it did. Wow. Well, Do you think that's because of media manipulation? Yeah, this was three years ago, so of course, yeah. Totally. Well, the fear-mongering is very strong. And, and you know, the stuff you bring up, you know, some people would say it's far-fetched. Some people wouldn't say. But, but this is the stuff that we know about. There's other weapon systems that we don't even know about that Vladimir Putin even hinted at previously before where he was talking about tsunami weapons uh, utilizing oceans in order to take out, you know, coastal infrastructure of major countries. So, you know, the levels of sophistication when when you describe merchants of debts, (laughs) it, it doesn't just happen with nuclear weapons. It also happens in laboratories with people creating bioweapons sure. in order to infect and, and hurt and kill people as much as they can, which we know a lot of countries have been working and developing on viruses that do affect people on their different genomes, uh, on their different genetic structures. But uh, on the topic of merchants of death, uh, I heard Hillary Clinton's in the news, too, <laughs> isn't she? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. yes. All right, so uh, but we we got to be we got to be careful. With this one, I'm not a fan of the conspiracy theories. To be honest, we have this story from Eleven Alive. <clears throat> it came out uh, uh, over the weekend. You may have seen it. Alabama anchor who broke Bill Clinton Loretta Lynch tarmac story is dead at 45 of an apparent suicide. Now, if you're not familiar with the story, basically Bill Clinton had a meeting with then Attorney General Loretta Lynch on a plane, and Hillary Clinton was under investigation. And the investigation gets dropped, but then they bring it back up, and this forced Loretta Lynch to recuse herself because of a conflict of interest. This reporter, Christopher Sign, then went on to write a book about it. And this was, uh, he was promoting it last year on like Fox News. This was back in, what was it, 2016 when this story 2016, came out? 2016, when Hillary Clinton was running to be president of the United States. And now, I'll tell you this first and foremost, I, I think the conspiracy theory is silly. But people are pointing out the conspiracy theory called the Clinton body count, where they're saying like, look at all these people connected to the Clintons. Oh man, and so many have died. And I got to say, I just think it's BS. I really, really do. Absolutely. First of all, let, let, me, let me just point out in this story. First, with respect to the guy's family, I, th- I, I really don't like the idea that this guy, he's got family and kids. He was an anchor. And now people you know, bring up conspiracy theories. But you know what? People are allowed to talk on the Internet. People are allowed to ask questions. They're al- if they see patterns, they're allowed to ask questions about it. And then we got to investigate. This guy reported on a story five years ago, five, five years ago, a little bit longer than five years ago. Why? Why? If if there really was a conspiracy, what's Clinton like? I will wait five years and then get my revenge. No, oh, yeah. But, but his book was just released a year ago, so and that could have been the threat. But, 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 he said but he received credible threats, threats against his That's life. True. That's true. He did true. say that. He said that last year, and he right. said the threats have started ever since he released that story. He t- also talked about how he had to move his family 
no, multiple times because of these threats. Right. He had three young children. He had a wife. He was 46 years old, prominently pretty young. Again, uh, I'm not here jumping on any conclusions. I'm not going to tell you what happened. I'm not going to say this happened exactly. I'm just saying some of the preliminary data and information. This is somewhat ca- causing a chilling effect, and a lot of people are bringing up the fact that, you know, Hillary Clintons, the Clintons, they don't play by the rules. They're corrupted. They were never held accountable for their corruption. And who knows? I mean, another thing that really kind of comes to mind right now is Bill Clinton coming out and saying that the the Netflix series House of Cards is 99% real. <laughs> and in House of Cards, in the first season, they assassinate and kill a journalist. But let me point this yeah. out. What we're talking about is the Clinton body count yes. conspiracy. There's 46 this, people on that list. But yeah. it's not correct. So, of course. So, so hold on. This, this guy was getting death threats. Totally believe it. This sounds more like leftist extremists who don't get held accountable, who are mad at this guy because they believe he contributed to Hillary Clinton's loss. If the, if the Clintons were involved, they're not going to send him warnings. They're yes. going to be like, here's an email just letting you know here's our plan. Right. It's going to it, you know, it, it, and, and look, so about this is meme that goes around this poster. And it's like, here are all the people, the Clintons have, who have been associated with the Clintons who have committed suicide. And some of them are completely, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. It's like he was an accountant in a firm that once consulted Bill Clinton. And I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah. So yeah. look, look, look. High-profile political people are going to have tens or hundreds of thousands of, of connections with various people, and these things might happen. I'll tell you this. I'm not saying I know for sure. I'm saying I err on the side of show me the evidence and show me the proof, and I'll look through it. For this, I think people jump the gun, and the, the biggest problem I have with any conspiracy is the moment you come out and say, ah, Clinton body count, you've completely discredited yourself in the eyes of anyone who would actually do an investigation. Anybody who would actually be who should hear or, or ask questions or if you want to inform people and you come out, and you jump to the, to the conclusion. People are going to say, OK, you're nuts. You, what you say is, yeah. hey, this guy was reporting on the Clintons. This guy put out a big story. Maybe he was working on another story. He was getting death threats. I think we should investigate it beyond their, the claims of an apparent suicide. Stop right there. That's where we need to go. We do the investigation. But you know what? I tell you this, man. People need to understand that the majority of premeditated murder is never solved. The majority. Yeah. Majority. In Illinois, I think it's like 53%. So it's like they actually do a really good job of, of tracking down a decent amount, but most of it they can't solve. Yeah. I, I agree with you. We shouldn't be jumping to conclusions. At least there should be an investigation. Uh, and, but, but, you know, there's some you know, serious questions that need to be asked here. And I think, I, I think every suicide is investigated anyway. So it should, it well, should the police, be investigated. The police are investigating this. Right. Uh, and then uh, as far as the, the Clinton body count, there was, uh, I think NBC Las Vegas actually printed the, na- the name of, of the list. Uh, and then, you know, people who are it on was there, CBS, CBS, I think, I think it was CBS. Are like Barry Seal, Vince Foster, Seth Rich. So again, uh, as, as you said, doesn't causation does not prove, you know, correlation does not prove causation. Doesn't mean it's true. At least we, we should investigate it. But, uh, you know, you know, I, I think the Clintons. Should be investigated. There l- weren't l- investigated. Hillary Clinton is the VHS cassette well, from me, the l- ring. I'll make, I'll make something <laughs> very simple. <laughs> eventually, you're, you're going out. I'll make something very simple for you. If you come to me and you say, Tim, Hillary Clinton is an evil, evil woman who would not stop at killing to push her political agenda. You know what I'm going to say to you? Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But foreign policy is very different. He He died. died. Exactly. (laughs) But foreign policy is very different from a local journalist in Alabama who five years ago reported on a story, came out with a book last year. I really doubt someone was like, I'll get my revenge five years later. I just don't see it. I don't. You know what I think? That, uh, often when it comes to conspiracies, people overlook simple solutions. Sure. Let me, I, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful of this guy's family, but, you know, with the, with the people sp- spreading the story around, I want to address it. Here's a guy who broke one of the biggest stories in history five years ago. A few years later, he writes a book about the same story he broke four years ago. It's like, do you got anything else for us? So now maybe a year after the book, did it sell well? Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Maybe this guy got to touch a piece of the sky. And then after five years, he could not recreate that moment. And maybe he got depressed. He wouldn't. He, he, he got He got he got to see over the clouds. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's not impossible. I, I, I always like to look at the reporting on what his coworkers had to say. And I saw some I read some tweets today that they were saying. You know, this feels surreal. I was just cutting it up with him in the office last yeah. night. They when were I, surprised. There yeah, was when, when I guys, 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 guys. This. this is what you can't get carried away with. That's normal for suicides. People, yeah, but also, yeah, I, I get death threats, you know, as well. Yeah. And let's acknowledge, I bet you probably get death threats as well. Let's acknowledge. I'm let's still be working I, on it. Let's be intellectually, yeah, let's, let's be intellectually honest. Let here. me talk about the I'm Federal live, Reserve. I'll get it. I'll yeah. get it coming. I'm going to live to be 100 years old. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to eat, eat right. And I'm going to be very, I'm very happy. Life's great. The business is booming. You know, I got my friends here. We're hanging out. Never been happier. I am not suicidal <laughs> at all, for the record, here uh, testifying in front of everyone. I'll put my hand on the Bible if I have to. Uh, I love my life, and, and I, I love, uh, I love uh, you know, doing what I do. But again, if I ever commit the, suicide, uh, investigate Hillary Clinton. That's what <laughs> no. <I'm saying>. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a major story. This did have a huge impact on the elections. I think. Anything's possible here, but but I want to be again try to be respectful to the family members, uh, you know the the young children, the wife, the friends. Uh, it's really up to them to speak here on this matter. I don't want to speak too much on it, and I think at least there should be more investigations. And and it does set a chilling effect. So I do think that this is possible. Do I have the smoking gun? Do I have the proof? Absolutely not. I don't claim to have, but I think it is possible that this happened because it does set a chilling effect uh, I, that scares some people. And I, I think it's bro, I think it's probable. But, but we can probable. Just, I think I, I, I think possible. possible. Po- yeah, but yeah. what's what's possible? It's possible for you to do a backflip right now, and mm-hmm. and then break your neck and, and fall. It's also and possible then, from the fall too. Listen, exactly. Anything's are, possible. Listen, listen. You, yeah. you you can track YouTube breakdowns, YouTube mental breakdowns. All you got to do is look at look at a YouTuber, track their views over the month, and the moment you see a small dip in their views, will precip- precipitate a video where they're like, "I just can't do this anymore, man. I can't. It's too rough." Not kidding. Yeah. You'll watch their views and something will happen where their views drop from like a million per video down to like 800, down to 500. And then all of a sudden the video drops. I'm quitting. I can't take it anymore because what happens is they touch I, the sky and they touch the sky. And then every video after that is them getting lower and lower and they start panicking, saying, why can't I reach that anymore? 
I saw what was up there. I saw the, the beautiful reality. And then they break down and they do these videos where they cry and they're like, it's just too, you don't know how stressful it is struggling every day. And it's like, sometimes there are cycles in viewership. You got to calm mm-hmm. down. But I've seen people lose their minds, lose their cool, quit their channels, freak out. Now you got a guy who, with all due respect, he was a local anchor and he comes out. This is, this is a big jump. He went from being a local anchor to the biggest story probably in the world affecting political outcomes. Not only that, imagine he's saying he's getting death threats. Imagine how much awful stuff was sent to him every day by these Democrats saying, like, you are scum, you are violent. He reads it every day. I'm sure it was breaking him down. Yeah. And and he's being accused of being responsible for Orange Hitler for the past four years by these nutcases, the blue and on types. So, yeah, I can understand the pressure that he was under. It's just. That just seems so much more likely. It could be both, but but there's a reason that the most amount of sociopaths are in Washington, D.C., per capita, (laughs) and a lot of politicians are cold-blooded killers that literally bring back slavery to Africa, you know, and and, and they don't even care about it. See, see, now, here's what happens. Hillary Clinton kills Muammar Gaddafi. Not just that. Well, no, no, hold on. Hillary Clinton says about Julian Assange, can't we just drone the guy? Oh, that was a joke, apparently. Mm -hmm. When you get a politician who laughs in the face of war with Russia over the, over the no-fly zone in Syria, people are going to go ahead and assume that the simple solution is that she's a lunatic who kills people. Yeah. I still don't. I, I just think it's like, why would, this, why would a supervillain, like, muck their hands up in the nitty-gritty that matters nothing? You know what I mean? Unless, unless, he's, unless he's doing further research on the story. I, I don't know. I can't, I even, I can't even theorize, honestly. I, I, I think know. it's important for people's worldview to see politicians as sociopathic globalist clowns with a monopoly of violence, in, <laughs> my, own per, in my own personal opinion. No, that, that's but really that's just important. my own personal and, perspective. And here's the truth. And, you don't need a Clinton body count yeah. to hate the Clintons. There's plenty of evidence. There's plenty of uh, corruption, destroyed yeah. people in the Middle East because of the could Clintons, you, too. So. Could you imagine if there was like... Uh, uh, you know, like the, uh, uh, a secretary of state who ran a foundation that took hundreds of millions of dollars from foreign governments while they were secretary of state. I mean, like that couldn't possibly happen in this country, could it? Or hang out <laughs> with, you know, the likes of Jeffrey Epstein and ditch Secret Service and jump on the, I can't even say it, the express uh, airplane that they did with Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, also another person. I, I, I like to bring these things up because I think they're <laughs> worth consider- I, I, they're, they're worth considering. The Spacey body count. But, but the, the, the <laughs> Kevin Spacey also has three people that came out against him and accused him of horrible things that we can't mention in here on this YouTube channel when they were small children. When they were small children, they came out and said Kevin Spacey did unspeakable things to them. Three people who did that uh, are dead as well. Uh, Kevin Spacey, you know, House of Cards, Bill Clinton, I don't know. You can make a lot of jumps and, and assertions here. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying, uh, you know, there's a reason this there's is, so many sociopaths. In, this in is DC. what you, you, you got to be careful for, right? So I was, uh, we had Matt Brainerd on the show. He's the guy who's doing, uh, uh, he was doing the Voter Integrity Project. And uh, what he's doing now, look at, look at America, is yeah. that what it is? So, you know, one of the things he says is that when it comes to, like, election issues, you get a lot of these silly lawsuits, that muck up the system and make it really hard for the actual hard, like investigatory work and reform work to fix these systems and find, you know, fix these problems. That's why I'm very much like you start with the evidence you have and you seek in evidence and then you find the conclusion. When people come out and they decide, I know it's this story, it actually makes it very difficult to mm-hmm. actually get an investigation or to, to solve whatever actually happened. In this regard, I think people just need to realize we don't live in a movie. I think people's view of the world is very, very tainted by movies. And I'll give you a really simple expl- uh, example. Silencers. 
like people in big cities who don't anything about guns literally believe there's a thing you can screw onto a gun and go pew, pew, pew. Like not a thing. Doesn't exist. They believe it. So when it comes to these conspiracy theories, it's like you got to understand how much of your worldview is tainted by movies sure. to think this stuff is possible. Like go out. I, I tell you, man, go out to an actual conflict, urban conflict or war. It is so much different than these people that anybody realizes because movies tank their view of the world. I keep thinking about uh, Putin, and I think it was like five years ago, one of his political opponents was in a car driving in Moscow, and they got stopped on yeah. the street, and pe- dudes got out and just shot him to death. On video, yeah. yeah. And so, like, in the United States, there's a lot of, like, death by suicide. We don't really hear of a political opponent getting gunned down in their car in the middle of the day in the United States. Not so, yet. But that doesn't mean it's not people aren't getting killed for their politics. It's just saying we don't see that blatant. So when Putin says Ashley Babbitt was at an assassination, no, dude. When someone gets gunned down in their car in the middle of the day that's running against you politically, that's an assassination. When someone's trespassing and gets killed, that's not an assassination. Just want to be killing. clear about that. Still, still it was a, murder, a killing, yeah. And it could be it's, declared a murder. It still but should it, be more investigated, and there still should be some repercussions for an officer who shot an unarmed woman. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for the people that are interested in ending police brutality yeah. to have anything to yeah. say about Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. That would be fucking amazing if you guys could just have one thing to say about her. An unarmed woman shot in the neck at point-blank range. We don't even know the guy's name still. I nope. mean, am I the only one that's bothered by this? I don't know. Well, when, I, was, what's uh, it, when it's an insurrectionist. I got so the the other issue is we've been having having an ongoing insurrection from the far left for for a long time now. It's like I don't even think it's fair to say a year because it's been going on long before that. When they would show up to a Trump rally and start attacking people, throwing explosives and beating people, when would when were the Democrats ever going to come out? Oh, I'm sorry, they said it was an idea, Jerry Nadler. Oh, it's just an idea. It's not real. Then you get you, like Joy and Reed or whatever coming out and defending, saying you know Antifa. Oh, they're not they're not bad people. They're good guys. They're Antifa. It's just. Right. The media absolutely protects them. Here's what I'll say. They come out and they're like, Republicans keep saying that it was just tourists on on the 6th. And I'm like, okay, that's dumb. I don't care. There were dumb people rioting on the 6th. Antifa was bad as well. They riot. But the media acts like the only people who exist are like three Republicans who say dumb things. That's it. And then everyone else's voice is shut out from the argument. And, and everybody that protests for Black Lives Matter, whether they burn stuff or kill people, they're good. And if you go to the Capitol and you, uh, you know, get a little bit aggressive with your protesting, you're, you are a terrorist and should spend the rest of your years and get, yeah. well, they get bailed out too. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of like blown up private property didn't seem to bother people. But as soon as it was public property, like government property, they went. If you remember last, su- law. last summer, they were talking about, you have insurance. What are you upset about? You know, that, that was really people's attitude. They, they were like, of course, if you, build, if you have to burn yeah. down a building to get people to pay attention to your cause, even if it's not a police precinct, it's, a, it's just some corner store that's owned by probably a black person in the neighborhood. It's, I mean, it's just the... Uh, it's, a, it's an excuse. They don't yeah. actually want to defend the people who live there. They just need an excuse for when someone comes asking. Sure. Hey, why did you guys burn down that, that small corner store? They got insurance. Okay. That's it. Give me an answer. So we got this story that's, that's been going viral. And considering we're talking about police brutality, let's jump into it. Daily Mail says, moment five white Maryland police officers tase and arrest black teenager after he ignored warning to stop vaping on the side, on the, on the boardwalk. So I don't know if you guys saw this. The video is actually really straightforward. It's just like this kid. He's walking down the boardwalk. They tell him to stop vaping. Vaping, stop. He puts his hands up. And then when he goes to take his backpack off, oh. they just tase him and he goes down and they jump on him. People are freaking out. It's not the most egregious video in terms of police brutality or Black Lives Matter, 
But I'm interested to get your guys' thoughts on this as a more, you know, libertarian view of, of these things. I'll say right now, two things. They shouldn't have done it, obviously. The dude went and reached to put his backpack off, but you see his hand go behind his back. There it is. Cop probably thought he was going for something. Yeah. Or he's not going to risk whether or not he was. He thought it was possible. And it was a taser. He yeah. wasn't He wasn't killing him. Yeah. Honestly, of all the things I've seen, it's probably one of the least egregious, even though I hate it. And I think it's absurd that you would be um, enforcing a law like that. I, I can't get all in an uproar over this one in particular just because, yes, he did reach. Like, I could, I can understand from the cop's perspective, especially since he's not using lethal force. I can understand that one. The one that really bothered me was that cop, I don't remember what state it was in, but for speeding. Mm-hmm. And, and, and oh, he, and he and flipped he, the woman he pits over. Her. Pregnant yeah. woman. He pits a wow. pregnant woman at like 55 miles per hour. That yeah. one infuriated me. When she's yes. trying to pull over yeah. safely at an exit. Because there was, uh, there with was their, dividers. With their hazards on. Yeah, I mean, I, yesterday, driving here, I had a truck uh, hit my uh, RV. And my RV was swerving everywhere. I'm like, there's no way I'm pulling on the side here. I had to wait two miles. Uh, and then luckily a good Samaritan told me, you know, what happened and was a witness. But, but again, like stopping on the highway is extremely dangerous. A lot of people die doing this. This woman was trying to do the right thing. She put her hazards on, slowed down, and was showing that she was going to pull over a pregnant woman. And this police officer, without any care, without any consideration, just does this maneuver, flips her car over, and no then charges. No charges. And the the most damning part, when he gets out of his vehicle after she's upside down, he walks towards her without even pulling his weapon. He is not at all afraid for his life. Why are you using lethal force if you're not afraid for your life? And then he and he can I get an answer there? And then he talks her down. He's like, "Why didn't you stop?" She's like, "I was trying." She's like, "You should have done it earlier." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Unbelievable. The level of disrespect. The level. I mean, there's so many stupid laws out there. Someone wants to douche flute, let let him douche flute. But these interactions are are unnecessary. If someone's literally outside douche fluting with their vape, let (laughs) him do it. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Are you saying abolish the police? I'm saying. So you're saying <laughs> get rid of all cops. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Yeah. Listen, listen. <laughs> so a, so you're saying guy. you what want to you? abolish all the police. I'm not a fan of using force <laughs> and having the monopoly of violence to enforce the absolute stupidest laws, especially when it comes to lockdowns, especially when it comes to restrictions. A lot of people, even on the right, even Trump supporters are waking up. Even Ezra Levant. Of all people, he's coming out and he's like full almost. Uh, oh right, right, he's full almost <laughs> ACAB, almost there, and he's going crazy. He's the rebel guy in Canada. He's like, yeah. a, and he used to love police officers. He used to be like, I, he used to be the biggest back of the blue guy. Hey, hey. And then people have to acknowledge there's a big contradiction between the back of the blue and the people who believe in the Constitution. There's a big contradiction there that people need to wake up to. Right? Did, didn't Paul Joseph Watson used to make videos like against police brutality, like back in the day? Alex, Alex Jones and Infowars, Prison Planet one, two, and three. And then they came out with, you know, being full Trump supporters and backing the blue. What was, what was that which all about? Which is a big flip, which, which they deserve some criticism on, but they get picked on enough, uh, <laughs> to be honest. And, and, and they don't deserve, you know, a lot of the criticism that if, they get, but, have, but they do deserve that criticism. If you have the whole deep state against you, you can't also have the cops against you. You gotta, you pick, you gotta pick one exactly. of the other. Like, is the Cana- are the Canadians, is the difference between back the blue and back the monarchy? Is that am I off base Canadians? saying that? Yeah, like you don't monarchy. have to back the monarchy to back the blue, and you don't have to hate the police to hate the monarchy. No, I think in Canada it's it's their red, their Mounties, right? They wear. Red. I don't know. Is, didn't the queen they, they, they decide? Ride, they ride, they back the red, and they ride yeah. moose, right? <laughs> Definitely, they ride, they ride moose. Yeah. If you really want to no. be, no, no they don't ride moose. You're gonna get fact checked, Tim. Let me stop you right there. But they would if they could. Moose fact check, fact check me. What's the plural of moose? Meese. 
Meese. Mooses? Dude, yes. it's mooses, obviously. Mooses. Just, just moose. <laughs> if you really want to be infuriated, you start watching the police videos and encounters that are happening in Canada. People showing up to people's homes because they have a foreign car in their driveway. People showing up to businesses, shutting them down. People going to churches, arresting pastors that are practicing their religion. What's happening in Canada, I believe, was designed to happen in the United States. And it only didn't happen because of a few states that stood up for their rights. Florida being one of them. Texas that followed suit, but truly Florida, and this is this is an understatement, and it's not just because I'm wearing the t-shirt uh, that, that I have that I sell myself, but Florida truly, I, I believe the bigger statement here that they made is far more significant than we give credence to because what they did is essentially prove how lockdowns are pointless. Well, you know, people are saying people are going to be f- dropping dead all over in Florida. There's going to be mass graves in Florida. The whole population is going to die in Florida. None of that happened, and it proved that the lockdowns were a lie from the very beginning. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I'll explain this to a lot of people. So to all my to all my liberal friends who are pro-gun control who don't understand because they like to come out with these Facebook comments where they're like, what do you think you're going to do? Go to war with the government? You're so dumb. The first thing I'll say is Vietnam and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, simple arms are effective against a tyrannical government or just an oppressive force regardless. But no, I, I don't think anyone's going to go to war against the government. I hope they don't. I just think that when the police officers go knocking on Brenna Taylor's house and they kick the door in and then Brenna Taylor's boyfriend hears someone breaking in and fires in defense, the charges against him get dropped. That's literally what happened. Why? Because you have a right to keep in bare arms. And should you believe that you are being you are intruded upon you have a right to defend yourself. So those charges got dropped. In the United States, when the police want to serve a warrant, they have to contend with the fact that they may be entering the home of someone who is armed. They have to be very careful about how they do it. Make sure they have the proper warrants and the legal authority to go up against someone who may be armed. In Canada, where they don't, they kick the door in, beat the wife, and drag the guy out of the house. Yep. And it's not about going to war. It's about just having a more even playing field where the police are obligated to respect the process. It's a deterrent. And respect to the individual respect the human being. In Canada, they banned a large portion of firearms right before uh, the whole COVID-19 lockdown. That also needs to be acknowledged. Australia also got rid of people's ability to defend themselves and to have firearms. Also, Wait. some of the most strictest lockdowns in the entire world, Australia, Canada, Wait, and now tell- they're trying to do it here in the you, United States. You're telling me that they banned weapons before they tried to implement tyranny? Hmm. <laughs> There's there's yes. historical precedent for that. It's yeah. crazy, crazy. It's the British Commonwealth yeah. that's that where this is happening. It's terrifying. And that's why at least one former element of the British Commonwealth was like, uh, we should have guns. And then the crown was like, nah, you got to give up your guns. And they were like, no. Dude, and they I, were like, then we're going to go you know, attack you. And then they fought back. It is embarrassing to watch Biden interact with like G7 and stuff. But man, watching the queen is like just delusional. She's like hobbling, humped over, can barely move. Like this is the leader of the... Of Britain, this is it. <laughs> well, the empire certainly has uh, come a long way, to put it mildly. Well, she's a representative figure that you know always has. I can't even say the words here. <laughs> she has people like Jimmy Seville, uh, Edward Heath, Jeffrey Epstein, always around her family members. Prince Andrew, uh, yeah. yeah, that's their relatives. <laughs> that they, you know, is, she, really, is she any more yeah. a? empty figurehead than Biden at this yeah, point, honestly. The, the royal family being connected to individuals who, 
do unspeakable things to children is far too extensive not to mention here. Uh, and it's absolutely, truly disgusting to see the... the, the inc- I, 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 How weird is that? Three-fourths of the things I want to say, I can't say on this They're show. They're so powerful. It's the, like the, one of the largest landowning families on Earth, I think, is the, is the, the church family. Oh, like the, the Catholic Church? Yeah, they own a ton of land all over the place. Right? Yeah, I think so. I'd have to look. Isn't like it. the largest landowner in Manhattan Trinity Church, something like that? I don't know. Or one of the largest? I thought it was CCP. <laughs> China and New York? I don't know. They're I wouldn't be surprised, to be completely honest. Yeah, oh, no, there's been a huge influx of Chinese capital into American real estate. Oh yes. Yeah, didn't huge. didn't Texas say, like someone's trying to in Texas ban the purchasing of land by Chinese nationals or something like that, or I the Chinese so, Communist yeah. Party? I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it kind of weird that we allow that in the first place? <laughs> I was talking to uh, uh, an accountant. And they were saying something about, like, foreign nationals can start a business in the United States. You don't need to be a citizen. Then they'll use that business to grant themselves citizenship. They'll, they'll, they'll use the business say, oh, I work for this company and I need to come to the United States. And they'll use that. That seems kind of crazy to me that the world – here's how the world works. If you're rich, you can do whatever you want. Seriously. In Mexico, I still can't buy real estate, though. So there, there are there – are I can't. It has to be held in uh, – Oh, Some sort of like trust or LLC or something I like think, that. I think Brazil might be similar. Yeah. And Japan. The, many, many countries yeah. have that because the Americans with all their wealth were coming in and buying wow. up all the prime real estate. So, so why don't we do that? Well, I think that – I mean we, we just – First off, we have more capital than most foreigners. At least we did historically. So we didn't have to worry about someone from Brazil coming in and outbidding an American because they didn't have the kind of income they did. Not but now good. the playing field is being leveled where there are yeah. you know, many, many billionaires across yeah. the globe so that can buy whatever they want. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you guys a story. So I, I uh, applied for a, a mortgage. And, and I, I talked about this last week, but I think with, yeah. uh, you know, with Clinton here, uh, I applied for a mortgage months ago. To, to, to get a small house, nothing nothing too crazy expensive, like actually just small uh, single family. I think it's like two bedroom, two bath. And the first weird thing that happened was they started juggling agents on me. Agent kept changing. They kept demanding the same paperwork over and over and over again. It was like, hey, we need your pay stubs. Hey, we need your tax return. Hey, we need they, – they asked me to write a letter, handwrite a letter explaining my job and my business and what I do. And I'm like, wow. okay, this is getting weird. And then finally, after three months, they come back and say, oh, your credit score is too low. My credit score is impeccable. It is almost as high as it could possibly be. My income is fantastic. And it was very strange to get denied this. But what it it seems like... You almost went full Trump there. I thought you were going to go, tremendous. Tremendous. (laughs) Uh, But talking to my family and friends, they're like, it seems like they're trying to stop us from buying property. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Meanwhile, BlackRock, many other investment firms, Wall Street pension funds, are buying up property and outbidding people. So I, I, don't, I don't understand why it is that they, did, they went through all this and uh, uh, gave us the runaround. But you know what I said? I was on the phone with this, with this company. I'll leave them nameless for now. I, they were like, let, let, I was like, hey, you know, the, the information you claimed about my credit score is false and defamatory. And I actually want to know how this happened because if you guys issue false credit statements that could seriously impact my ability to buy property and it's, a, it's not true – and I want this corrected immediately. This lady's like, let me find someone for you. And then I was thinking about it. And I was like, why would a lender do something like this? 
unless they couldn't admit they didn't have liquidity to actually issue loans or they were near insolvency. And so I just sat on the phone. I was like, is your company nearing insolvency? No, 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 absolutely not. And I was like, eh, I just find it interesting how long and hard I've been struggling with, with, with the, the runaround, you know, to try and get this loan. I just kind of feels like something must be wrong behind the scenes and they don't want to publicly admit it. Like they may be nearing insolvency. No, 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 no. Um, actually, you know, I'm going to put you on hold for a minute <laughs> and see if I can find someone. And they put me on hold for like 15 minutes. And I was like, I wonder if I struck a chord. You know, I'm making assumptions, but I have to wonder. I started thinking about this. There's a year. No one paying mortgages. Is it possible that all of these people who had loans did not pay them back because they couldn't? And the bank is sitting on bad debt? Well, Black, one of the things BlackRock's buying is mortgage-backed securities. Same thing that they did in 2008 is they're, they're sell, buying up massive amounts of them. I just read, you actually, you said you had some expertise in the whole thing. Like, why would someone with good credit be get denied a loan in this day and age? Well, there's... There's a multitude of, of factors when it goes to conventional lending. I, I was in the private lending field. So basically, as a hard money broker, I, I took private investor capital and I would lend it out to real people. So like, I'm the actual guy who cares basically what banking used to be and what it should be is someone in the, in the middle that cares about the capital on one side and the borrower on the other because they want to pair it together. They don't want to get sued. They want everything to work out in the end and the investor gets a return that they can appreciate. However, with the the uh, conventional lending side, it's complete nonsense. They're the Basically, it's just so deeply regulated that you can have these, these, these windows that you have to fit through perfectly or you can get turned down. And this is a complete opposite of what it used to be in 2004, 2005, whereas if you had a pulse at that point, you could get qualified for a million-dollar loan, and you could just lie about your income. It didn't matter. It's now completely the opposite. Now, but, okay, go ahead. I had a loan with them already. Yeah, and I got a loan with them recently, within the past, I think, like eight months. The only thing I could think of, I mean, you, if you're right and they're insolvent, I would be stunned, simply because the Federal Reserve has... No, I don't really think they're insolvent. Right. I'm just saying I wonder if they're sitting on bad debt, so they're like, uh, what do we do? We got all these loans that no one's paying back. BlackRock comes in and starts buying up all these houses. Could it be that that's a pseudo bailout? When people all start trying to sell their homes because they couldn't pay for them, and then BlackRock comes in and covers the debt plus. Mm -hmm. I look at it from a totally different uh, perspective, actually. The, the inventory is so low across the country right now. There's uh, Last I looked, there was only a million houses for sale. Normally, there's four to six million, which would be a, a standard clearing time of about six months. So we have one to two months worth of inventory. The prices are skyrocketing simply because the demand outpaces supply. It's not, there's no conspiracy there. However, the reason we have that situation is because of the foreclosure and eviction moratoriums, which are a product of the lockdowns, which the government is responsible yeah. for. I and then the Fed is juicing the system by putting seven trillion dollars out there. And of course, you're going to, ch you're going to, you're going to be forced to chase yield in a way that is very reckless. And we are we are laying the groundwork for the greatest real estate bubble in our history. I promise you that. Mm -hmm. And give it four or five years at, at most, in my opinion. You could go to Liberty Lockdown. You can tell me if I'm wrong four to five years from now, so, but be very cautious. So are you saying people shouldn't be – well, you're not, not giving advice, but you think it's dumb to buy a house right now? I think it's it's sane in the short term. Because the inventory is so low and the regulatory environment is so challenging to be able to build. It's going to be, it's going to be a year plus before you get these huge waves of housing. And then you also, because of the lockdowns, you, you destroyed the supply chain. So you have all of these shortages in materials, which is ultimately adding to the price of real estate. 
because that's what it costs to build it. Yeah. So they're all the way around though. This is what bothers me about it. I saw this this clip that was really – it was a great clip. It was Tucker Carlson with this uh, this reporter guy that did a, did a really eloquent takedown of all this. But ultimately, in all of his soliloquy, did not mention the Federal Reserve once. The Federal Reserve is responsible for so much that is destroying this country right now, and it doesn't get any talk. Mm-hmm. Like, none. And it's, and it's, it's frustrating to me because it seems as if – you almost get into Alex Jones territory when you bring up the Federal Reserve. No, it is a legalized cabal of bankers that control this, I mean, the world, but moreover, this country and this economy. But, but, but hey, they're LGBTQ and non-binary friendly, as they announced recently. So uh, they're Perfect. exempt for criticism. So what you're, what you're saying, Clint, is that you're a bigot? Well, you know, no. no, no I'm no, on your team. No, no, hold on. Tim, I would counter your narrative because I don't think BlackRock would do anything for the benefit of the United States, especially with their record, with their history of getting bailouts whenever they have losses and, and keeping the profits whenever they have profits. This yes. is what BlackRock is. And we have to remember in 2008, that large, huge economic reckoning was just a burp was just a small bubble, a part of a larger indigestion problem that there's no petno-bisnol fall for. And this is only going to be so much more worse because in 2008, this larger problem wasn't rectified, wasn't fixed. It was paid over with more debt, with a bigger bubble, and that bubble's going to pop sooner or later. The only thing you needed to do was let the bad actors fail. That's all you had to do. And they refused. Yep. And so, what do we have now? The the most egregious moral hazard in history. You have BlackRock and all of these other guys. And Bill going Gates. Out. Let's not forget. Bill Gates, the largest landowner in all of farm. the United States. Farm, 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 farm yeah. yeah, of course. And so, so they're going out and they're buying real estate at any price because they can't find yield because the stock market is also in a bubble because of the trillions that the Fed has printed. And now you have young people who are priced out of housing that feel hopeless, that are suicidal. You've also locked them in their house for a year, so I don't even blame them for feeling suicidal. And none of this gets blamed on the Fed. We could have never locked down this country for a year if not for the Federal Reserve because you couldn't have papered it over like you did. So every single layer of this falls at the doorstep of the Federal Reserve and no one talks about yep. it. And so, it drives me crazy. So what you're saying is uh, buy Bitcoin? Yes. Actually, <laughs> I am. Yeah, I am okay. saying that. Well, I'm good. If there's a bubble, like you're saying, a six-year bubble from now housing bubble, what would it look like year by year? What would change? It, it's very hard to say because it... All right. So this is this is what I tell people when they ask me for advice because I am a longtime real estate investor. Um, it's very important that you pay attention to short-term interest rates obviously if the federal reserve hikes rates we're in serious trouble so i don't think they're going to do it simply because they can't they cannot do it because our debt is so massive if they increase the rates at which the government has to borrow we are insolvent as a nation so the alternative is that you see bond bond vigilantes come in and they they stop buying long-term uh bonds in which case you see interest rates hike basically all i'm saying is this if you see 30-year mortgages or 15 20 whatever that get north of Four and a half, five percent. Expect to see the fissures that are underlying this economy start to really show. So, so, so what does it look like in four years? It depends on the interest rates. I mean, it, it really does. Like this is why I, I which can't, the Federal Reserve sets. Well, they do and they don't. They okay. set short-term interest rates. Long-term interest rates are set by bond buyers. Bond buyers are China, the American people. Many people buy bonds. So. It's not it's not as simple as that. People always think like, well, if they hike rates or if they don't hike rates, this this lasts forever. No, because at some point housing, no matter how cheap it is, because you can you can get, you know, 
3% 30-year money? Well, we have an inflation rate of 5%. Mm-hmm. What logical sense does that make? As an investor, why would you ever lend out money at less, th- like basically slightly more than half of the inflation rate? You are assuring yourself capital destruction. Mm-hmm. And yet people are doing it. But the reason they do it is because they believe that the Federal Reserve will be the buyer of last resort when it comes to those bonds. That's the reason that it persists. They're expecting a bailout? Yes, they are. And they, That's and a good you, bet. And they should. Yes. And they should. Yep. yep. And, and, they, and the Fed should expect a revolution. If if I have anything to say about it, I don't. I don't. I don't. No, I think they'd be smart Peaceful. not to. Peaceful. I mean, no, I think most evolution. people. Most people are just going to grumble and demand a higher minimum wage. Well, they're the fools. Yeah, they're the useful idiots. Because yep. if you still think that that's the reason that you're not getting paid well enough, and that's the reason you can't afford a house, all of this is a product of your currency being destroyed year after year for a hundred you know, plus. You years. know what really blows my mind about Bitcoin is like every time yeah. I tweet about it, I get someone who's arguing from 2011, like as if, as if they got into a time machine or like if they fell asleep under a tree and grew a really long beard and woke up and opened Twitter and then commented. I'm like, bro, it's been 10 years. Right. I put money into Bitcoin like six years ago. I'm very happy with my store of value. Yeah. Well, it's not a currency. I don't care. Right. If I put money, my money in the bank, I would have lost half of it by now or whatever the stupid number is, the actual number of, of inflation. So I bought Bitcoin. Wish I bought more. And they're like, yeah, well, look, it fell 50%. Bro, I bought in November. It's up 300 and something percent. Right. Stop looking at it and, and it's, 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 it's insane. Okay, I'll tell you what. Go put your money in the U.S. dollar. Because the story I always tell everybody, I went on Amazon, clicked a little tablet. I was like, I need a tablet for the house. Forgot to buy it. A few days later, I opened up Amazon. It said, alert. I clicked it. Price change for this product. Jumped up 130 bucks. Amazing. That's a huge Huge shift. It's incredible. Was it like a 15% increase in cost or something while Bitcoin went up 15% in value? So we we, we have a shed full of wood left over from the skate parks. And it's probably like 10. Sitting on a gold mine. Yeah, it's it's like 10 grand. Seriously, it's like. It's it's you a need armed of, guards out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no joke. It is a shed full of wood and lumber of various sizes. <laughs> this is my fantasy. And at the time, time, at the time, it was probably a thousand dollars. It's probably like six, seven thousand dollars worth of lumber right now. What has it been like as a builder? I was just going to say, I'm building six houses right now. Fortunately, we started buying our our materials as the planning was getting near the you know the vertical stage where you start to actually build. But yeah, I'm getting crushed. I'm getting wow. crushed. But the the fortunate thing for me is. The end market will end up paying me off anyways because the market has yeah. increased so much. It's up 15% year over year nationwide. In San Diego, it's even higher than that. Uh, Florida, I, like yeah. uh, basically any of the red states where people have, have fled the blue states to you know go and have some semblance of freedom, the market, some of those markets are up 50, yeah. 75%. It's, it's I unbelievable. Was, I was just in Florida, and I was trying to help a friend and some family members find anything there. It's virtually freaking impossible right now because the prices are just going up so high I, I, I was just flabbergasted and all these real estate guys are like yep this is utterly insane i have never seen this uh, high of demand yep. i heard one guy saying it's going to go down in 16 months other people are saying no that's not going to happen but but it, it's virtually impossible and at the bitcoin conference which was also happening in florida in miami there was a lot of talk about the federal reserve about the banking cartel that's why i love the bitcoin it community to them yeah. and there was 12,000 people with, with with all these conversations going along, and, and the big conversation was we need to get away from this financial tyranny that's happening right now. The you know inflation is a tax on savings. If you're stuck, you know having U.S. dollars in your hands or underneath your bed, 
Those dollars are slowly liquidating. Those dollars are slowly going away, and you don't even realize it. The purchasing power of the dollar. Look up that chart. Go on DuckDuckGo. Click purchasing power of dollar and I click images, and you will be shocked. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're not raising taxes on anybody unless you make more than $400,000. Families. It's only yeah. $400,000. Meanwhile, we're going to print seven trillion and we're going to borrow 20 something trillion and pump yeah. it into the system, which will devalue all of your savings and strip away your resources and buying power without you even realizing it. Because if you did realize it, you'd probably go outside yeah. with a pitchfork. A part of Bingo. a bigger problem, uh, a part of a bigger uh, solution, which is brought to us by the G7 recently with their build back uh, better proposal, which they announced that they're going to try to get 40 trillion dollars on infrastructure. And as we know, the term infrastructure, very loose term, very generalized term. But when, when, when you see the government intervene so dramatically, when you see them print money out of thin air, we have to understand the, the American people need to wake up to the fact that when this happens, they are getting robbed blind. And the government is literally coming to your house as you're sleeping, going through your money, taking it from you, slapping your wife upside the head, kicking <laughs> your dog and saying, give me more. And then American people are like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Give us more. And and then it's just there's, there's this meme going around that I, that I shared today of a clown saying, hey, we're going to give you free stuff. And then he opens up this this prize box and it's a gun to the person's head <laughs> because that's essentially what it is when you get promised free stuff. It's your servitude. It's your financial tyranny. It's you being robbed blind naked uh to the point where people are finding it extremely difficult to make ends meet and harder and harder to own anything and this again plays into this bigger great reset agenda which is essentially carried out with the same generic talking points of build back better which isn't, all these globalists keep repeating and talking about isn't bacon up like 20 percent that sounds right yeah, yeah. every year yeah. Lum lumber's up 400 i mean oh, this is this is wild stuff but, but bacon well yeah i know bacon's <laughs> more important but uh, no it's true and and you know peter schiff is wrong about bitcoin but he's right about this he's right that not uh, his analogy used to be that america is a heroin addict and debt is our is our heroin mm. i would like to add to his analogy and say that it's actually the globe that's where that that's where we are now because we went from i think it was 19 trillion before Trump and national debt. We're approaching thirty trillion by the end of this year. I estimate personally, even though the C the CBO says it'll be forty trillion by the end of twenty thirty, I think it'll probably be closer to fifty trillion. Na nationally, we have over, or not nationally, globally, we have over two hundred trillion in debt. Unfunded liabilities in America are about a hundred trillion. I mean, you go down the list, and it's like this is such. It's so clearly a house of cards. And the most important thing I want people to understand is it's not new. It's not new. The savings and loan crisis, the, te mm -hmm. the tech bus, the 0809 bus, even even before I was born, we have the, the entire purpose of the Federal Reserve is that you can have malinvestment and then at the end of the day, you can bail yourself out. And who who is actually bailing yourself out? We are. The people that pay taxes, not these sons of shippers that are profiting and taking billions. That's that's really the, the scam here. And And because we don't understand it. We have people, we have the Marxists that think that it's, it's capitalist greed that's the issue, and you have the Republicans who think that it's immigration that's the issue, and that's why they can't get ahead, and that's why they can't own a home. You're both wrong. You're both seeing a portion of the elephant. You're not seeing the whole thing. I want to add to that, to that analogy, as I have eloquently before. And I would say the Federal Reserve is a toothless crack whore on fentanyl <laughs> to add to all of this, this uh, a part of the larger context. And when you start seeing things from that perspective... That's it actually makes sense. That's offensive to crack whores, though. It yeah. is. You I apologize. Like, these, are, these, are, these are people. <laughs> yeah, these are these are people who who need help and compassion. The Federal Reserve is like 
You, you ever see that subreddit, Evil Buildings? It's just oh yeah, someone yeah. should put the Fed on that <laughs> yes. subreddit. Just a picture of the 100%. Federal Reserve, each and every one. The sad thing is, I don't think many people would get the joke. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. they wouldn't even recognize the building. Evil buildings. I like. I would say that the the debt, Federal Reserve debt, is the heroin, and then the interest on the debt is the methadone yes. that you need to get off the heroin. But unfortunately, in this situation. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You, it's their methadone, so if they don't want you to have it. And, and the reason the metaphor works so well is because ultimately the debt, the, the heroin you're taking, you have to take more and more just to not get sick. That's yeah. where we exist today. And, and the reason that the collapse um, in 08, 09 was so severe is because the debt was significant at that point. We have no idea what is coming with this next collapse. I'm telling you, because the debt is so much more, uh, you know, just severe than it was even 10 years ago. And there is, there is no Paul Volcker that exists in politics today that's going to come in and do the right thing and hike interest rates to 22% like he did in 1981. Wow. It's not, it's not going to happen. And I know that seems crazy because we've existed with three and a half percent mortgages. This, I'm talking about Fed funds rate was over 20%. That dude is a, animal and well, what, so what, what what happened with that i mean people stopped year, buying or what two years severe recession and then we had 30 years of the greatest economic boom in, a, in human history he's a hero for that I, he's, he's a bad guy in a lot of other ways but what he did with that was incredible because 70s were very much like what we're experiencing now high inflation and he was like yeah. We, we ain't playing this. He's, he's, a, build, he's a build a burger Incredible. too. I had a very interesting conversation because he was lost in the building, and I was trying to help him find his way to the VIP area as I was questioning him about Bilderberg. <laughs> he seemed and super he, stoked about he, it. He was really nice. That's <laughs> actually, he was actually a very cordial guy, and he actually let me in the room to Ben Bernanke, and I went up to Ben Bernanke, and I asked him, <laughs> how does it feel to steal the most amount of money in recorded human history from uh, the working class? <laughs> and he literally tried to rip away the microphone from my hands. You're uh, officially my hero. You actually you I'll send you the video. Please yeah. do. Uh, we are changed Ben Bernanke. There's oh. like three confrontations. He gets really angry when he gets confronted. Also, a Bilderberg member, just a side note. Did, when you, Bernanke? Yes. You did, went skydiving with him, remember? Oh, yes. We And me and, and Tim made a video about Ben Bernanke because uh, yeah, it, 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 people are like, there's no way you're confronting all these guys. This is in, impossible. So Luke, Luke was accused of being a spy, like working for a bunch of like – Dick like, Cheney yeah, and Tony because, Blair. Because yeah. Luke – was able to confront Bernanke like in a private event. Multiple so there times. were all these posts on Reddit that were like, it's no, there's no way this is possible. Luke is controlled opposition. So uh, we put together a video where Luke's on the phone or like, no, you're chilling and your phone rings. Uh, yeah. And, and I, it think, says, I think your brother made the Photoshop images of me and <laughs> so, Ben Bernanke so, with strippers and so well, the skydiving. Dude, so, so what happens is <laughs> Luke's, Luke's sitting there and then his phone rings and it's like, it says Ben Bernanke on it. And he's like, Benny, what's up? And then the camera's panning to like background stuff. And there's a, there's a Photoshop of, of Luke and Ben Bernanke skydiving together. And then he's like, yeah, I need some more. What did you call him? Uh, Federal Reserve Fiat Reserve, slave notes or something. Yeah. And you're <laughs> and like, like you're flat back. I'm going to say and you're slapping it. We have all these yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll pretend to question you. You'll act flustered. It'll be great. We'll make a bunch of money. Uh, Bernanke said that there was no chance of a housing collapse about 18 months before it happened. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but you know why? They want people to 
they want the poor people to keep buying. You're absolutely while right. While they're sneaking out the back door. You're absolutely yeah. right. That's that's the mistake that people make is they always assume, how could they be so bad? Isn't it their job to evaluate economics? How could they have gotten this wrong? Because it's the that's what they're there to do. They're there for you to be the buyer of uh, that holds the bag while all of their crony bulls get out the back door. That's what it's mm-hmm. always been. Yep. And yet we allow this to persist. I just want to really emphasize this point. Why are we allowing this to persist? It's they, if you yeah. if you because, were getting because rough, you've got Republicans who sit on their hands and Democrats who set things on fire. I don't and yeah. they don't know. It's ignorance. It's like it's like. It's like intentional obfuscation. There's this Henry Ford quote I came across. It's well enough that people of the nation do not understand our banking and monetary system. For if they did, I believe there would be a revolution before tomorrow morning. Yes. That was like the 30s <laughs> or 20s or something. Yeah. It's been going on since they formed the Federal Reserve, basically. That's yep. a good quote. I mean, arguably even before, I think uh, Andrew Jackson was terrified. He broke up the central bank in the 1850s and got an assassination attempt Thomas against Jefferson him. Jefferson advised against it as well. So he they put his face in the more, $20 bill. Yeah, yeah. ha ha. <laughs> he, <laughs> said that, he said that uh, national banks would be more dangerous than a standing army. I mean, these guys got it. They got it because this isn't new. That's what I keep going back to. It's yeah. not new. It has happened, and it's lasted far, far before the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve was just the best at it, mm-hmm. and damn were they good at it because they got it done in the dead of night, and no one knew about it, and they have been doing it for 110 that, years. That's right. Good for them. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just raw <laughs> talent and ability. I applaud them. And, and with that being said, let's go to Super Chats. <laughs> If you haven't already, give that like button a nice little tap, and thank you to everybody who's subscribed to this channel. Hit the like button and share the show. You don't got to like us or think we're the best, but if you think we're at least better than CNN, we need your help because YouTube props them up, puts them on the front page. Share the video on whatever social media you can. Share the show, and uh, word of mouth really helps. Greatly appreciated. Let's see what we got over on this year Super Chat. We got APC Doc says, if you attack Biden, you attack the, you know, the thing. Turn it on, shop pressure. Indeed. Acme Products says, donation to the Homeless Polish Fund. That's uh, Luke. I, I, I have Luke. some. I have some very important news for everybody. Um, that needs to be. It needs to be said. Luke can't drive, man. My, I, I don't even. <laughs> this guy's trying to pull a trailer in, and I'm like, Luke, turn the wheel to the left, and then Luke turns the wheel to the right. To I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, and, he, and then I'm like, turn left, and he goes straight. And I'm like, oh man, I can't even. I left. I walked away. I was smiling as I was doing it, <laughs> and now the trailer's in like a weird position, like at an angle it's and a like sideways. sideways. But you know, like, hey, I'm still learning and. I'm okay. Are you RVing the nation by yourself, or you got people with you? By myself, pretty much, yeah. Damn, awesome. All right, let's see. Bobby Lane says, I snap Luke in the house. Elizabeth Carmella, comedian, says, we know Luke is there. The jig is up. Show us proof of life. (laughs) Here he is. Josh R says, hey, guys, I'm really enjoying Cast Castle. Tim, your treadmill should be facing the window. Yeah. Tim Pool on rollerblades on a conveyor belt speeding towards a huge pane of glass. Might not always end well. I like it. I, I really didn't think people would get a kick out of that as much as they did. So I, I, I put, I put uh, new uh, bearings in some wheels and rollerblades, and they were kind of stiff. So I was like, I want to break them in. So I just stood on the, on the treadmill, and uh, Kent, who films, filmed me do it. And then I jokingly was like, you know, most people run on the treadmill so they can get you know a few miles in. Oh, I saw that, yeah. I just stand there, and I get the same <laughs> amount of distance. Yeah, this, I'm, I'm working smart. And then I guess people thought it was really funny, so... James Alford says, welcome back, Luke. No Luke, we puke. All right. Mexican-American conservative says, Luke, your dad, Vlad, is a savage. LOL, two counties in Nevada go constitutional and not complying with federal or state. Gun conservatives. We do look a lot lot alike. Uh, I think think we got some good advice here. Never Summer says, Tim, pull a Kathy Bates on Luke's ankles and lock him in the studio so he can never leave us again. That sounds good. 
Do you know what that's a reference to? No. Was Misery. it called Misery? Yeah. Yeah. So there's like this like writer crashes, gets kidnapped by like a crazed fan, and she breaks his legs. Uh-oh. I think it's a Stephen Spoiler King alert. novel. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Steve, oh, yeah. This is like, what, 40 years old? <laughs> Spoiler alert. He screams. Come on, man. <laughs> That's a great scene, by the way. Whoa, look at this. Paul's to the Wall podcast says, Tim, I live next to the Chemtool Fire. Yes. The black smoke cloud trailed over 100 miles. Our local news told us to wear a mask. Can't make this up. Wow. Also, I'm happy to see Liberty locked into the podcast. Clint is the real deal. Yes. Right I've on. been on their show, so this is this is some inside baseball. Very Ooh. cool. <laughs> Skizbot says, Tim, that Luke hologram can't give to, can give Tupac a run for his money. <laughs> yeah, Luke's actually not here. In fact, uh, Luke's been a hologram the whole time. That's right. Pre-programmed. AI, yeah. Whole show. Yeah, yeah AI pre-programmed. Luke powered AI. Is Very high level. <laughs> That's pretty good. Here so we go. realistic. <laughs> Luke Rudkowski is my daddy, says, you will live in the cabin, you will harvest the deer meat, you will eat the animal organs, you will own the guns. I will probably be doing another survival apocalypse training yeah. event sometime cool. in the near future, just a heads up on that we, 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 We had a deer, and he's, he's pushing it. He, like, the other night I was walking outside on the phone. And he was just standing there, like, 20 feet away from me, just staring at me. And I'm like, yeah, I started yelling at him. You. And then he just, like, you yeah, kind of, like, flinched at me. Deers I'm like, are what? gangsters. I was in Key West. They had these <laughs> miniature deers that you can't really do anything with. And they were just, there was one standing outside just looking at me, like, the whole time. I, I, I tried to, like, scare it. Nothing. To fight. And then I got Atlas out. And then we, like, I, I we went for a run. And the deer was just there. Uh, and then, like. Ten other deer came out uh. the next time and just like started walking. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know what sentence I did not expect yeah. to hear tonight? Deers are gangsters. Yeah, yeah like, it's yeah. true. Yeah, I believe it now. So I have I have news about the chickens too. So we thought one of our chickens was transgender because they were all assigned female at birth. We went to a hatchery and the guy said they're all females. Well, okay. Well, one day and they're, and they're like 15 weeks. The only the only thing that was a sign that this one chicken was actually a, a rooster was the the waddle was growing faster than the others. Other than that, it was behaving very much like a hen until just this past week when it started crowing. And I thought, so I looked it up. I said, I have chickens once crowing. And all the articles were basically like, you get an alpha hen. When there's no rooster, they'll like sometimes nominate a boss hen who starts crowing wow. and act like a rooster. And because the crowing was not good crowing, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that's not like a good it's rooster. Like a new rooster. But, but it's but it's a young rooster, I guess. Yeah. And so it turns out it probably is just a rooster. So I took a picture, I sent it to some people, asked, we called the farm guy and he's like, Well, you know, sometimes we get it wrong. I was like, Okay. Oh. So the reality is this poor rooster was assigned female at birth <gasps> and we were raising it as a female, as a Whoa. hen. Uh oh. And it turns out it's well, actually a dude the whole time. A lot with what we talk about here on the show. It does. It's interesting yeah. how that works out. It should run for governor of California. <laughs> so now, so now I guess we just have a rooster. So she was a he the whole time. Yeah. We think so far. Wow. Yeah, they can get it wrong. Life is twisted. Hey, how about them? It's <laughs> weird, right? All right. Let's see what we got. Jonathan Galtarini says, I love you, Tim, but Luke is so much fun when he's on here live. LOL. We missed you, Luke. LOL. I'm, I'm reading all of the ones where they're kissing Luke's butt so yes. that he stays. <laughs> Yay, it's nice Luke. I hope he it's stays. Luke, yes. I'm suspicious. Okay. <laughs> here's here's a super chat from John Smith. Luke is the greatest of all time. The show only functions because of Luke. Please, Luke, never leave us again. Uh -huh. And Luke, you're just so awesome. Uh -huh. Dude, he's been on his phone this whole time. I think he's sending these. I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been tweeting a lot. I just, I just, I just, I just made that last one. John Smith, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Let's see. Hayden says, was it smart to sell all my crypto to buy 40 acres of forest? Oh. Only things that seem valuable to me anymore is land, crypto, precious metals, all f- and things for survival. Only one I kept was the decent amount of Doge I picked up in March. I think Bitcoin's way better. I, my do, personal opinion, what Bitcoin you, better than Doge. What do you think, Clint? Like, what's a diversity of assets into, into owning property and owning crypto? And- for you personally and not advice for others. Yes. This is not advice for others because that would be crazy. Um, I think that because real estate is so tied to leverage... I think it's really a dangerous investment, honestly. Even though, even though I could see in the year or two, I could still see price appreciation. At some point, the uh, the chickens are going to come home to roost and make weird noises like Tim's, <laughs> right. Tim's out there roosters. <laughs> yeah. The All right. Sheep. So I, I prefer crypto. So, over real so you say right rent and store crypto, and then after the bubble bursts, I mean, yeah, I, li- I actually expect- this is this is the most anti-libertarian philosophy or you know stance I'll take tonight. I think that you should be holding some cash mm. because if yeah. the, it, if and when the collapse comes, that ability to buy deflated assets will be the opportunity of your lifetime. And if you don't have any liquidity, you will regret it. Yeah. And as you saw during the lockdowns when they were first announced, if you had wanted to pivot from crypto into the stock market because the stock market got crushed, guess what also got crushed? Yeah. Crypto did. Yeah. yeah. I remember so. being in Zimbabwe and people being like, I wish I had cash. I wish I had money. And then the huge run on the banks. They couldn't get it. And things in the supermarket were just going up, you know, incredibly at the time. And that's a big learning lesson that I learned. Yeah, you got to right. diversify then, both ways. Yeah. Gen Z says, Tim, no one ever brings up that Florida has red flag laws and PA possible Republican governor Dan Laughlin is for raising minimum wage. He's a fraud. You got red flag laws down there? Make America Florida? What are you doing? I haven't uh, looked into it, but other, I mean, uh, getting rid of core components of critical race theory. When I came down there, they also eliminated restrictions on the Second Amendment. They got rid of lockdowns. They got rid of mask mandates. They got, they, 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 you know, made sure there's going to be no vaccine passports. What they're doing is absolutely huge. I don't know exactly to the reference of, of what the commenter said, but otherwise, what I've been seeing is incredible great things from Florida. All right, we got Brian Marchinski says, "Hey Tim, just wanted to give a massive shout uh, to our uh, to the firefighters that came to relieve us for the night at the fire in Rockton, Illinois. Mm. We'll probably probably be, be back at tomorrow. Uh, you guys, firefighters across country, and the firefighters right now, you know, you guys rock. You guys are heroes, and thank you for doing what you do. I couldn't imagine, man. That's 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 a brutal, you know, that's a brutal thing to be to be dealing with right now. Shout out to my brother Colin, who's gonna be a first time firefighter this this fall. Nice, Very cool, yeah." Andrew Lant says, maybe this is the difference between a conservative and a libertarian. I would never place an authoritarian despot like Putin in the same category as Biden. Freedom tunes on pints with Aquinas 622. Who's killed more people, buddy? Yeah. Who's killed more people? Putin or Biden? It's a, it's, it's a debate that's worth having. That's it's all I'm saying. Yeah. It is a debate worth having. So if you're going to tell me I can't compare him, eh, I don't know. John Briggs says, Tim, I think it would be cool to have someone on who is poor. It might give some insight on what life is currently like. Yeah, I can't relate, dude. Rich as hell. Well, traveling the, con- uh, <laughs> traveling the, uh, traveling the country, I, I met a lot of people from, from all different um, economic backgrounds. I stayed with people who some of them were very well off. Some of them were very poor. And this is why I love traveling. This is why I love being on the road. This is why we were trying to get the show on the road as well, uh, is because you really get to see America for what it really is, and you really get to meet the people who are behind the computer and give you such an important perspective. And I, I stayed someone who wasn't doing that well, and there's so many important lessons, and it really does humble you and makes you appreciate what you have right now because it could be gone in a matter of seconds, and anyone and everyone is vulnerable, and they don't even know it. Yeah, and let me just say quickly, I joke about being well-off, but 
16 years ago, my first property that I lived in for many years was a mobile home. So, you know, trailer parked at the top, baby. Let's do this. That's where I'm at. All right. (laughs) Best Auntie Ever says, what a great Monday. Luke is back. Once again, the team is complete. My heart is full. Don't leave us again. We'll see. Someone has (laughs) to go to El Salvador. Rampton6600 says, Luke. Just a bunch of, yeah. Just just a bunch of yous. Uh, I can't read Japanese says it, it's, it's a Japanese name. I can't read it. <laughs> Hi, Luke. Can't, great to see you again with Tim. You guys are doing a super great work. Thanks and keep it up. The country need you all. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ren3369 says, Luke, please don't leave us again. Kyle O'Brien says this show is a perfect representation of conservative ladies being beautiful, smart and sexy while lib ladies are terrifying. Just an observation. Agreed. <laughs> totally Shut up, agreed. <laughs> I mean, we've had libertarian women on the show before. No, no, liberal ladies. Oh, liberal here. ladies. Yeah, libertarian ladies are quite. Oh yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, They're yeah. great. Yeah, well, actually, have we had liberal ladies on the show? Oh uh, yeah, we had. We, uh, we had. Did Jen you guys have, What about? Oh Sh- yeah, she was cool though. Sh- Sh- had, did you have yeah, her? No, 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 no. But she's always invited. Some people just don't want to do it. Any libertarian listeners out there? Hit your boy up. That's right. We're going to start doing some uh, <laughs> crossfire shows. I would love those. We've got uh, some some prominent lefties who are excited to come back on, and so we're really excited too. Because oh, I, I, I I love having like hardcore leftists and like democratic socialist types. You got to have these conversations. We Hell need yeah. to have these conversations. We need to bridge the gaps between people by actually sitting down, looking eye to eye, and having these real conversations that you will never have on the we mainstream should, media. I want to get like a couple like very prominent leftists. And like a couple of very prominent conservatives and libertarians, we all sit down and then say, okay, for today's show, all in favor of abolishing the Fed? Aye. Everyone raises their hands. Aye. All right. Everybody get up. We're going. <laughs> Let's go. We all agree. That's it. We've unified. The, the fighting's over. We'll get back to fighting with ourselves after the Fed's dealt with. You yeah. know, you know, what's funny is how much we could come together if yes. that was, if that was mm-hmm. remedied because there's so many of the issues in, in our, in our society today that is, that's where it there's begins. a reason the media establishment plays on our divisiveness. Of course. And, and plays to that so much because we have no clue who our actual enemy is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. J Mac says it's important to stay level headed and wait for evidence for any claim. However, doing the adverse flippantly hand waving away any theory, conspiracy or otherwise can be just as bad. Epstein is a thing and yet the world is cool with ignoring it. agree. Let me just clarify my position. When a lot of people come out and say, you know, X happened, therefore we know for a fact it was Z. I'm like, bro, bro, if people just hear Z all the time, you sound like they're not going to believe you. It's it's off the wall. We need to first go from X, then Y. And then people will say, wait a minute, Y? It's right. And then Z. And they go, oh, and then Z? That's right. And guess what? It's not A to C. It's A, B, C. (laughs) One, two, three. (laughs) When, when, so I'll tell you this, like, there was this thing recently where some guy was tweeting at me saying that, like, I was putting out fake news because I had, I had a video where I talked about Democrats being in favor of segregation. That headline alone made them think I was making things up because the headline was so shocking to their perception of the world because they only watch mainstream media. They didn't understand anything about the policy of the Democrats that have been in favor of, like, California about Prop 16, abolishing their non-discrimination laws in the Constitution, which is Democrats from the federal level were advocating removing anti-discrimination legislation from their own Constitution. That is Democrats in favor of what was supposed to be a policy to enable racial discrimination. And then you have what's going on with Harvard, and you have adamant Democrat policy proposals defending this. But because they never heard any of that, they see that headline and they're like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta, I gotta be careful about that. So when people come out and they say, Clinton, I go, Wait. Sure. You will immediately get everyone saying, I don't want to hear it. And that's, I think, J-Mac's point. 
flippantly hand waving it away is the problem. So we need to be like, interesting. Well, let's start from the beginning and see what we find. Yeah, in math, they call it geometric proofs, just proofs in general. It's, it's a list of showing your work step by step of how you get to the answer. And if you go into the class and you just give them the answer, they'll fail you. Right. Because the point of the proof is to show each step to show that you know how to get the answer. Similar with, with reporting, I think. And if there ever was a story to make people realize the true uh, political power that is exemplified in the United States, it definitely is the Jeffrey Epstein story. What a crazy story. Dude, it just came out that the guards were like asleep or something. No, Fabric- no, that was they old, old news. They yeah. made it up. They yeah. lied uh, on, on official government documents and they got a slap on the wrist for it yep. as they were about to talk about the corruption within that jail. And they didn't talk about the corruption in that jail because they got a sweetheart deal uh, by the feds who they were going to criticize. Griffin Game says, hi, gang. My job tried to require me to do a diversity training. Gave them an ultimatum. Guess who is now unemployed because they wouldn't do it. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. If your job comes to you and they want you to do a diversity training, here's what I would do personally. I would say, okay, tell me when. The moment they bring up any kind of critical race theory, notably, because I know the lefties are like, can you define it? Notably, when they say like white privilege or whiteness as property or anything related to that or single out any race, the moment they do that, you immediately say, stop. You are discriminating against me on the basis of my race. And if you continue, I'll be filing a complaint with the EEOC. If they still continue pushing race based ideology, then you go and you file a complaint. You don't quit. That's what you do. Uh, I don't know what you can do, Griffin, but maybe you can claim retaliation because they fired you based on race. This is, uh, so it, it's quite simple. They didn't fire you over diversity training. They fired you because they wanted to do racist indoctrination and make racist comments. And you asked them not to do that. And they insisted on making racist comments. The civic nationalists. Uh, so I'll, I'll just one more time before I read this next super chat. What, what does racism even mean? The left has changed the definition. If you feel a comment about race was racist and you ask them to stop. There you go. And also, Ian, your microphone is getting electrocuted. You might want to move that. Oh, look at that. The power of electricity. That's why you've been so fired tonight. Yeah, it's legit. The Civic (laughs) Nationalist says, The Queen is the most powerful individual on the planet. She commands six armies, navies, and air forces of first world countries. Americans fail to understand how other countries work. And she actually could execute. I would say it is her office that is the most powerful office. She is a very feeble and weak human. No offense, lady, if you're out there. You're, you're healthy. These but. are the type totally of people that Oh, come on. It's semantics. Biden, these yeah. are the type of what people that power? believe Biden really runs shit. I'm sorry. The queen, the queen literally could give, give orders and make commands. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. she's also could get fall down steps and die. Like, well, yeah, but come on. But like, whereas you would be resilient and you'd be like, "Oh, I hurt my leg." Right, right. right. But here, we're here. talking about like the political. Power. Well, I, I, I'm more pointing at what is power. Well, hold on. You ready for this? Christian Fernandez says the queen sliced a cake with a saber at the G7. Okay. Meanwhile, she's Biden powerful. cannot eat yeah. a bowl of oatmeal alone. Just don't, Ian. That woman is quite awesome. Queen, queen more Whoa. powerful than Biden. I stand down. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's a real legit question. Who wins in a street fight? Yeah, I would yeah, love to see question. it. She's yeah. wily. <laughs> Yeah, not Biden. I don't think so. No, sorry. 
He'd be Man. thinking about it, like, uh, uh, just in disbelief. I'm not going to fight her. And then she's already taken it. I actually kind of really respect her because she used to drive. She drove trucks during World War Two, I think, when she was like 17. She took an active role in fighting the Nazis, for example. Like she's done a heck of a lot more than Biden ever did. I, guess, I would say I don't dislike her at all. Right. Personally, I just I, I'm reticent about the role of of king or queen. Sure. In modern day. That makes sense. I disagree with you both, but I'm not getting right. into it. What do you All right. <laughs> Milk Toast says, Tim, we tried to get a mortgage last year with a company that rhymes with socket. They gave us the runaround, switching agents, asking for the same documents over and over. Then we got declined. We went with a local bank and got approved in one week. Yeah. That's, that was going to be the other thing I recommend is that just go somewhere else. I, if your credit's as good as you said, which I believe you, I, I don't understand how, how they turned you down. I really don't. Yeah, it seemed they, they, they uh, to full disclosure, they sent false credit information to us. They were like, here's your report. And it was completely fake. Mm. Like what? So ridiculously not correct in everything it said. But it had your name on it, though. Yeah. Wow. That's bizarre, man. Yeah. Have, you, che- have you checked to see if you if you got my like, credit is amazing. No, I know. But did you like verify that recent like after you got that report? Did you verify that you didn't have some sort of hacking or? You know, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, um, I checked two different reporting, two two different a- uh, aggregators, huh. and a, and an official reporting agency, which shows you all your scores. And I'm at a loss, man. They were know. totally wrong. It seems like someone fabricated it. Yeah, like someone went in and just altered the paper to make it seem like we weren't eligible. That's super really strange. Really weird. I've never even heard of such a thing. Honestly. Yeah, I know, and that's why we were shocked when we got turned down, because like that made no sense. Right. Yeah. Especially with. You know, Big Daddy Warbucks over here. I know you balling. We're you we're we're, we're running a very successful business. There's like it's the, you know everybody knows we're 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 expanding, we're growing, and I wanted to get a small single family house in the area. Couldn't do it. There's other ways to do it. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. what it is. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you see him flex there? Hey. I've never <laughs> seen him flex like this. Hippie Tree Hugger <laughs> says Biden is a puppet president, and uh, slavery slavery went from black to brown. I'm Hispanic, and both my president. And this party don't see me as a human being. Brutal. Jeez. All right. No, uh, Navasa says Luke's analogy about the Federal Reserve makes lot uh, makes lot lizards look like Miss Universe. Lot lizards. Who's that? Oh, though. Okay, so those are uh, ladies who live in trailer parks and who are very oh unclassy looking. So that would be on par with Luke's analogy of uh, a lady of the night who was addicted to various alternative substances. Whoa. Mike Honcho says, a dude in ATL just shot a cashier and a cop over a mask. People are snapping. Whoa. Crime in general here is bonkers. Even the metro here feels dangerous. Yikes. Jeez, I was just there. Anthony Lopez says, AMC slash GME squeeze will be the greatest redistribution of wealth in history. I got some AMC. I just bought it because, you know, I like movies, you know. I, w- I wanted to dunk on Elizabeth Warren real quick. Uh, her coming out and being the, the bastion, the defender of the little guy, and yet wanting to basically destroy Bitcoin. What what has made more little guys wealthy over the past 12 months in Bitcoin? Forgive me. Yeah. You lying piece of trash. King Lone Wolf says, <laughs> Tim, look at Reagan's 1992 RN, RNC speech two years before diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Then compare that with Biden's speech. Scary. Do you see that report from Posobiec? No. Trudeau was overheard saying Kamala Harris will yeah. be president before oh. the end of 2022. Yeah. Whoa. He's not wrong. Dude, he's optimistic. It's, it's not. I know. I know. It's not surprising because I'm like, why should I believe it? 
I think the same thing. Yeah. I think everybody does. Everybody does. Yeah. And, and they're actually hanging out with him. We just see him like in this packaged TV productions. Do you guys God see knows that, what he's like in real life. Do you guys see that video of him all lost and wandering yeah. around? Yes. Then uh, Jill runs yeah. up and grabs him and everyone busts out laughing at him. Yep. Every question yeah. is pre-approved for oh, him. 100%. With talking points, with, with paper. Putin literally sits down. He's like, ask me anything. Yeah. No pre-approved questions. He he's asked, just like us. Biden asked, <laughs> um, what's the, the British... Uh, Gordon Johnson, yeah, Boris Johnson, to uh, reintroduce a guy that he'd already introduced. Yeah. He's like, I yeah. already did, oh, and then everyone laughed at yeah. the oh, South African dude, president. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, it hurt! Wow, I played man. that in my video today too. Oh, it would be sad if I didn't hate Joe Biden. There you but go. Because I hate him, I don't. Care. <laughs> it's a struggle. I hope he shits his pants on the national TV. I, <laughs> I still have money on the over under being July first. I feel like I'm in the money here, folks. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> Drew P. Wiener says, Luke. Why do you never tie the Bilderberg, the Fed, to the larger secret society? Oh, that's, yeah. Can't mention that. No. All right. Marla Maxson says, former missile launch officer, air bursts are used for soft targets, radar sites, etc. Ground bursts take out hardened sites. ICBMs are designed to destroy weapon systems, not for mass casualties. Interesting. I see. Garhan says, please discuss the American Dream film cartoon. It's like Freedom Tunes and Jefferson on Juice Against the Fed. It's 30 minutes high quality in Freedom Tunes format from a decade ago. It's full on Luke Crack Hill foam. I got to watch it. There you go. <laughs> Mark Shapcott says, Luke's back. I'll be watching the show again. Well, there you go. Look at that. Happy to have it, please. Shack of all says, Tim, I'm a chicken whisperer. After hearing your impression, uh, your impression chicken, I translated it to your chicken screaming out, it's ma'am. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dan9S says, look up the YouTube video, Chicken Steals Mouse from Cat. You'll see how vicious chickens can be. Oh, I'll tell you. One of our chicken, the Brahma, saw a mouse running alongside the coop on the outside and then just snatched it and swallowed it whole. A mouse. (laughs) This is, this is, this is not even a full laying hen yet. (laughs) They are. And she just snatched the mouse and just gulp. It was gone. Wow. Do you ever hear of terror birds? These giant, giant birds from like tens, thousands of years ago that are extinct now. And I imagine we just, we as humans wiped them out. Terri- big birds are terrifying. <laughs> Not big bird, but big birds. Dude, are you kidding me? Big birds terrify. Big yeah, birds terrify. I would right. freak yeah, out if I woke up and <laughs> yeah, those in my room. Sure. Cringe Inc. says, one whole Bitcoin costs over 40,000 smackaroons. I want to buy into Bitcoin, but I don't have that kind of monies. Well, you're in luck. You can actually buy the small. You can, you can, you can buy a penny's worth of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You can buy two cents. Bitcoin is divisible down to eight decimal points. You'll often find like a $10 minimum purchase whenever oh, you buy. Okay. Yeah. That's doable. Ghost Crusader says, congrats on getting Ricky Gervais on the show. Okay. Nice. That's the goatee. (laughs) I usually get Edward Norton, so I'll take Ricky Gervais. I put on a little weight. (laughs) There you go. Gervais it is. Israeli Crusader says, come on, people. We need more Luke simping. We can't lose him again. Right, you heard it. Disagree. Super chat. How much you love Luke? Look at him. Look at him. No. Yeah, every everybody super chat right now. Big super chats. I don't trust you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Sus. Dragon Keeper says, here's a quote from the fourth doctor. You know, the very powerful and the very stupid have one thing in common. They don't alter their views to fit the facts. They alter the facts to fit their views. Mm. Is it very stupid to be very powerful? No. Like George Washington gave it up. He saw the wisdom in relinquishing his potentially ultimate power. Very rare. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's noble, but rare. Yeah. Lil Willie says, there's a sticker on the back of Luke's mic. That is correct. In yes. fact, there's a sticker on every mic. It shows the color that we use to coordinate Luke's sound. Is yellow. Hey. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. That's, that's the that's the secret. 
The wildest of all says CRT or any other program with a similar ideology can only work with educated American idiots who are unaware of the history of every other country. That's right. One of the core components of critical race theory is the idea that whiteness is property, which makes no sense because Luke is not white. Nope. According to the Coalition of Communities of Color, Luke is a blonde hair, blue eyed white man, but he's actually a person of color because he's Slavic. Mm. These people are insane. Critical race theory makes no sense, and it is a false, it is a fake academic theory of really dumb people whose actual goal is to rewind civil rights and bring back an identitarian society. Now, let me explain. Identitarianism has been the law of the world for human history. It's only 56 years where we've actually had laws restricting identitarianism, which is government based on your identity. Most countries, almost all of them are still identitarian. Europe is very identitarian. And now in the United States, we've got civil rights and a bunch of critical race theorists lying to dumb liberals to reinstate identitarian rule of law. I'm not all about that. I think that's a bad thing. Anti. That's right. Nathan Young says, Clint is the man. So glad you got him on the show. Check out the Chinese buying land in rural Oklahoma and offering five times the asking price. Wow. Why don't we ban that? That seems like it's a really bad thing. You know, we shouldn't allow that stuff. Why is that allowed? All right. Evan Freshwater says, Clint on Timcast should be a regular thing, though one of you needs a different facial hair to tell the difference. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jason Benoist says, I cannot wait for tonight's members bonus segment. Welcome back, Luke. Keep doing what you do. Tim Pool, your team makes the world a better place. Thank you all so much. Thanks. And thank you, Luke, for, for finally coming back. I am we were crying humbled. every night. I know. I Before like, the show, we, were, we would all cry for like an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold hands in a circle. And, and then it was, it was sad. Yeah. And I then, didn't expect roll. anything else. Yeah, Luke walked in, everybody was crying, and we lifted him up, and we were bouncing him, and like, yeah, 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 that was fun. (laughs) All right. Um, Mibut Echi says, I recommend an anime, Psycho Pass. Oh, you know what show I like? Psycho Mob 100, is that what it's called? I don't know, I've never heard of it. I need to watch more of that. I stopped watching at a certain point, because I've just been so busy. Did you ever see Psycho Cop? Psycho Cop 2, Psycho Cop Returns? (laughs) No. It's bad, you should watch it. (laughs) Sounds pretty great. It's bad. Good one-liners, yeah. Sounds terrible. All right, let's see, what do we got? Jumbled Pro says, great to see you back. Luke, sad to see you left Florida, but hopefully you can convince Tim and friends to come live in our piece of muggy heaven. No. That's what I've been trying to do. That was my, that was my strategy because we were talking about taking the show on the road. I was like, you know, maybe if I leave, maybe I'll incentivize it because it would be so amazing to have the show in front of a live audience and to have a t-shirt guy. We are. And to, here's the thing. Yeah. We got to get Starlink. Okay. Because, so here's my understanding is that Starlink is satellite locked it's cell locked so we had one dude came out and brought us a starlink doesn't work out here because it only works in certain regions so we have to wait till we get it but when you do you get like i think a 300 mile radius once starlink goes like nationwide you can mount starlink on an rv and go anywhere and it's like 100 megabits up so you can do the show low latency that would be incredible then we got the rv we're 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 half there we need we need to do uh studio setup for the rv it's a fifth wheel and then we can literally tow a podcast studio and the plan is nashville austin nashville back so we'd spend a week in each place and then come back because that's like you know you got a bunch of people in nashville you got a bunch of people in austin so those are the places we hit maybe maybe nashville austin then somewhere else and then come back maybe atlanta or something that was actually my plan for this summer i was going to get i was going to do the liberty lockdown tour because it's you know ironic or whatever uh but then i decided but someone talked me out of it. They yeah. said that doing it by myself would be lonely, but apparently you're loving life. I so. love it. I Damn. absolutely love it. I got I my dog. 
I got my RV, I got my truck, and uh, I got things dangling off of my truck that we can't talk about here. <laughs> uh, of course you do. But uh, I, I love, I love, the, I love that lifestyle. All right, Good we'll just do one more. We got R. Bracewell says, "Luke is back. Stay where you are. You are better served in the belief compound." A great pushback to Tim. Love you and the show. You see, yeah. Gotta stick around. Right? It's, it's difficult because you know we're still you know, figuring things out. Because Luke's there's, a vagabond. There's there's pork fest. You know you know the, the, I, I really I, I, there's El Salvador. El Salvador's yeah. doing incredible the, things. I'm working on trying to getting a, a interview with the president there. And like you, you get permanent residency there if you have some if you have three bitcoins. You spend maybe. it though, isn't wow. it? Wow. Yeah, you the, have to invest it. Yeah. The yeah. IMF and the and the and the U.S. State Department are really angry. So this could go either way. I'm paying very close attention to that situation, but uh, I, I really want to go. Let's do the show in El Salvador. I would let's let's. Do, we'll seriously. need to get like an armed convoy if we're going to drive down there. Tucker Carlson did a live report from there talking about how crime is going down dramatically because of some of the policies instituted by the new younger president that are more realistic mm -hmm. uh, than the previous president. But again, it's all a part of the war on drugs, which is a big war on the American people that just screws and hurts people all the time. So there's a lot of exciting things happening in Latin America, a lot of things happening outside the world, and we kind of have to experience it by, by going there. So it's it's difficult. I love being here. I love the audience. You You really have cultivated some of the most intelligent people on the internet to come together to be a part of this larger community and I'm just humbled to be a part people, of it. People get intimidated by the audience because they're smarter than yeah. the guests. Yeah, you, no can't, you can't lie to them. You can't bullcrap them. If, if someone's full of crap, yeah, I'm, I'm not right all the time. I, I, sure. you know, I can't even pronounce sentences correctly sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? And, and then I, I love the, the, constant, the constant criticism. I love the feedback. I love trying to be the best I can and I can only do that if I listen to other people. And that's the best way to, to do it. Well said. Well, my friends, here's what you got to do. You got to go to TimCast.com, become a member. There's going to be a bonus segment coming up at about 11 p.m. is when it goes live. And we're going to uh, say a bunch of things YouTube doesn't like us to say. Just have a good time of it. Luke's finally back. So we'll just, you know, have a good time. And uh, tomorrow we are officially bringing in our new editor-in-chief who's going to start working on articles. And it's slow roll. we got a couple other people that will probably be joining very soon. I'm hoping that within about two weeks we'll have about five people in the newsroom dedicated fact checker who will actually fact check us and others and write articles doing analysis. We got, we got plans, but this requires technological development. We're not just going to have a regular news site where it's like an article to start. We are, but the ultimate goal is to have like a very dynamic system where we'll actually, when we go through a story show, like here are the sources we went through. These four were seem to be mostly correct. This one was lying. And then we can actually show you in our research what we find. So we have a lot of plans. Should be starting with articles tomorrow. It'll be fairly simple, and we're going to get the ball rolling because, like I always say, if you want to start something, you just start doing it. Stick around for that. It, it's all dependent upon whether or not the, the website currently can handle the format for written articles. I'm not entirely sure, but we'll do our best. With that being said, you can follow us on Facebook at TimCastIRL and Instagram at TimCastIRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. And when you follow us on Facebook, you can share these videos. We want to leverage the platform, get people to go to the website so we can expand this newsroom, expand this company, produce new shows, new podcasts. we got a paranormal podcast. We're going to be doing mini documentaries. Maybe we'll just send Luke with a crew down to El Salvador to do a documentary and do these interviews. That's the plan. And it's because you guys are members. We're able to do it. So again, you can follow me at TimCast. The show is live Monday the Friday at 8 p.m. Uh, uh, do you want to shout anything out, Clint, your show? Uh, yeah, at Liberty Lock Pod on Twitter, Liberty Lockdown on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, everywhere else. I uh, just want to say thank you to Tim for having me on. It's a dream. And, right uh, on, man. Thanks for coming. Pleasure to meet everybody. Right on. It's a lot of fun. And if you want to support me, you can by simply purchasing a T-shirt like the one I'm wearing right now <laughs> that says make 
Florida, America, and you can get that on. It says Make America Florida. Make America Florida. You know, Floridian <laughs> slip, whatever. It's upside down. Okay. The Floridian best, slip. The, the, the best political shirts.com is the website. And if you want to get involved, what I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of exciting, fun things on LukeUncensored.com. LukeUncensored.com. Thanks so much for having me on. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm Ian Crossland. And follow me at IanCrossland.net and at Ian Crossland on all social media. I'm just glad to be here. Glad to see you guys again. Clint, you the man. You the man. You rock. I am so glad that Luke is back. We have absolutely missed him, and there's been way too much space in the parking lot, so I'm delighted to have him back <laughs> with us again. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids as I attempt to have more followers than Sour Patch Kids, so I really need all your help. <laughs> Make sure you go to TimCast.com, but also don't forget to smash that like button. Subscribe. We'll see you all live tomorrow, and we'll see you around 11 p.m. with the bonus segment with Luke back in the house at TimCast.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.